Hey, Tiger fans, show your pride on the road by purchasing an official State of Kansas Tiger Tag. The process is quick, easy, and your $30 license plate fee will support scholarships at Fort Hayes State University. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive or contact the Alumni Association to learn more. Your car or truck isn't complete without a Fort Hayes State University Tiger Tag. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive today. Go Tigers! May note, the Tigers wearing all black, but uh, everybody with pink socks and uh, pink t-shirts under the jerseys to commemorate Breast Cancer Awareness Month here for the month of October. The cheer squad all in pink t-shirts as well as the pink pom-poms. So uh, breast cancer awareness in full bloom here at Lewis Field. Tigers will be on defense first as we get this one underway. Our opening kickoff presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises. Simpson Farm Enterprises with new and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Bend, Beloit, and Grand Island, Nebraska. As we get this one underway, and remind you, you can sync up our radio broadcast with the MIAA TV network feed. If you have a DVR and you have a streaming device, pause the DVR until the stream catches up. You hit it on the opening kickoff, and there you go. You'll be synced up, and you can watch the game and listen to our play-by-play -play on the Tiger Sports Network. Four-day State will kick it away. So Parker Janke set to kick it deep for the Tigers. Central Missouri will have uh, Jack Pospisil back deep to receive this kick along with Arkell Smith, an outstanding receiver for the Mules. And we are ready to go as Janky addresses the kick. It's a high end-over-end -end kick. It's going to land about five yards deep into the end zone and roll out of the black back of the end zone. So Central Missouri will start at their own 25-yard line. We'll see if the Tiger defense can establish some superiority. This Mules team has struggled to score points as uh, they are averaging on the season just under 20 points per ball game. Neither one of these teams scoring a lot. Four-day State about five points more as the Mules will have it first and 10 of their own 25-yard line. Their quarterback, Cedric Case, he's from Lincoln, Nebraska, a Texas State transfer, and he's in the shotgun. And he's going to hand it off to Xavier. No, he's going to play action. He wants to run, and the Tigers are there to bring him down to the backfield. It is Jeremiah Jackson Trotter with the tackle for loss. A great play fake but there was nowhere for the quarterback to run he's brought back all the way down to the 17 yard line and loses eight on first down well I don't know if that was a busted play if that was supposed to go really deep and nobody ran the deep routes if that was a draw and he forgot to you know run the draw that but was, that's yeah. not a great start no it wasn't so they're without Marcellus Hawkins, an outstanding freshman running back. Now there's a quick pass tipped to the line of scrimmage, caught by the Mules. Arkell Smith then breaks off a tackle, and he's going to get the yardage they lost on first down back. He'll get about seven, maybe eight. Brought down by Daniel Howard for four-day State over on that far sideline. So he'll pick up eight on that second down run, uh, pass play to the 26-yard line. And the Mules facing a third down and nine. Central Missouri, Dustin mentioned it, not real good. 33%. That is 10th in the conference. 120 out of 163 in Division II. They'll have four wide receivers, two to the left, two to the right. Four down linemen for four-day State. 
Case takes the handoff. Does quarterback dropping back to pass. He's being pressured. Runs around Minjus. Scrambles. Fires it here to Jackson. And the running back is taken down at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Boy, Minjus almost got a sack, but great convergence by the secondary. David Ortega getting the start again today. And Sam Brandt getting a start on defense out there to make that tackle at the 26 for no gain. And the Mules pick up one yard and have to put on their first possession. Two of the three plays, the quarterback Cedric Case was 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's going really deep looking to go down the field, and there's nothing there. Good coverage. Ethan Brown to punt, and Fort A. State has uh, Marcellus Crutchfield back to receive the punt. He takes it at his own 22 and is going to get flung down to the turf back at the 18-yard line. So he's actually going to lose yardage on the return. That was a beautiful punt of 53 yards and a return of about minus three. Peyton Stanfield back down there in special teams coverage for Central Missouri, but the Tigers get a three and out on defense and now will have the ball. They're going to officially spot it where? The 19-yard line. So, uh, unfortunately, a negative three-yard punt return, but a good start defensively for the Tigers. There really wasn't much the punt returner could no. do because there was somebody in his face immediately, great punt. and he made one cut and then just kind of went down before he lost more yards. Interesting move there. Schramer had that fumble inside the 10 a week ago. Dawson, the quarterback, hands it off to Soto, and he's engulfed for no gain in the line of scrimmage. He had very little running room. Weston King, a nose guard out of Taylor, Missouri, in there to hit him and bring him down for no gain. Second down and 10 for Fort A. State. Well, and it is the different guys at the offensive line that we talked about before the game. Pat Kelly, the only one that is the elder statesman always, but certainly now. Everybody else, either a true or redshirt freshman getting a start at the offensive line. There's a little swing pass caught on the flat by the tight end, Leighton Cure, and he's hit just short of the first down. Nope, they're going to give it to him. Right at the 29-yard line, Cure releasing in the right flat, makes the catch. Travis DeGreat, the tackle but that's a gain of 10 to the 29 and a first down for the Tigers. Really a joy to talk with Leighton Cure this week during the press conferences out of Goodland and and talked about how much he's improved throughout the year and how much he wants this to become kind of his team at that tight end position. You can sense this young. There's a lot of young, eager Tigers. This is a good opportunity for a lot of them today. Dawson to throw, swing pass here in the near side. It's Dawson Brown. He slips by a defender, gets across the the 35 and up to the 36. Travis DeGreat again on that tackle, but a completion of seven yards to Dawson Brown, the Kennesaw, Georgia product by way of Alabama, Birmingham. Second down and four, three after a gain of seven. Obviously, film study told the coaches that the flats are going to be open, and so the first two pass plays have gone to the right flat and left flat, and they have gained 16 yards. And simple pass plays. This is the defense with the most interceptions in the MIAA. Three down linemen. The Mules show blitz. Tigers are going to run, and Soto can't get by the blitzer. He stays on his feet, gets across the 40, and up to the 43-yard line in a first down. Kingsley Iana, the tackle. That looked like it was going to be brought down to the line of scrimmage, but all the way out to the 42. It's a gain of six on first or for a first down for Adrian Soto. And credit Riley Setlick and Danovic, the right guard and right tackle, because they picked up that blitz, and they allowed just a Enough of a crease to Soto to get through. Stapp and Ramsey, wide receivers to the right, two here to the near side, including Colin Kreitzer. Shotgun for Dawson. He's going to hand it off to Soto. Blast to the right. Spins out of a tackle across the 45 and up to the 46-yard line. A gain of four on that first down run. So good hard nose running by Soto. And uh, Isaiah Bello in there on that tackle. The Blue Springs, Missouri, redshirt junior. 
One of the top tacklers on this Mules team at Fort A. State, a good gain of four on first down, second and sixth. Their opening possession after forcing a three and out of the Mules' first drive. Just underway, still ten and a half to go in the first quarter with no score. Soto lines up right of Dawson. Cure comes in motion. They give it to Soto again. This time he's hit. He's going to lose a yard to the 45-yard line. He had no chance on that one. David Olajika out of London, England, by way of Butler Community College, along with Cale Miller in there on that tackle for the Mules. Loss of one, third down and eight. Well, went to the well one too many times of trying to run over that right side, and that was three consecutive plays that the Tigers tried to run over that right side. They were able to get seven yards out of the first two, but didn't fool anybody the next time around. By the way, 80 degrees at kickoff today with a light breeze out of the east-southeast at about 5 to 10. Not nearly as windy as expected. In motion goes Cure to the right. He'll line up on the right slot. Dawson to throw on third down. He lobs it deep. He's got a man wide open. Soto, and he overshot him. He was hit as he threw it. If they could connect, it is a touchdown, but there was just enough pressure. Dawson had to get rid of it early, and he overshoots the wide-open Adrian Soto, who could have crawled it into the end zone. I'm going to see if we can tell on the replay, because it also looked like that Soto tripped coming out of his break. The defensive back for Central Missouri fell down, and as he fell down, he caught the legs unintentionally of Soto. It slowed Soto down. If that doesn't, un, un, unintentional contact doesn't happen, Soto runs underneath of it. Nothing Jack Dawson did wrong there. It's going to be a punt. Sawson, a line drive, end over end kick's going to land at the 15, take a Tiger roll and roll out of bounds at the 12-yard line. Good punt of 45 yards with no return. So a promising start for four-day state. They picked up a couple of first downs, but they have to punt the ball away. We have a break in the action. It comes with 9.34 to go in the first quarter. No score between the Tigers and Mules on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. Fans, enjoy a nice cold Bud Light today, but please drink responsibly. It has its rewards. Make the pledge and be a responsible fan. Well, the Tigers got a couple of first downs, but after punt, now the Mules' second possession at their own 12-yard line. They hand it off to Xavier Jackson. He's got to weave his way up the middle across the 15 to about the 17, where he runs into Jack Heilman, the Derby product, making the start today. Noah Lake Heimerman, he injured his shoulder late in that Central Missouri game and is likely done, but that's a six-yard gain. That's the best play of the day for the Mules. They'll give him five to the 17, second down and five. I am assuming on Lake Heimerman's injury list, it just says everything. Yeah, that's about how it's gone. Boy, he has left his literally his entire body on the field for the Tigers. Pistol formation this time for Case. Jackson behind him. Play action. Case rolls left. He wants to throw. Now the quarterback runs. Slips through a Menges tackle and has a first down out to the 25-yard line. Menges had a beat on him, but Jeremiah Jackson Trotter had his, ends up catching him from behind, but it's a gain of eight and a first down to the 25-yard line for Central Missouri. Their first first down of the afternoon. It looks like such a good play by Case because he tucks and runs, but he does so because his receiver ran out of bounds. The side judge threw his hat down, so he couldn't throw to that receiver. That's the reason Case took off and ran. Pospisil and Tweehouse, two wide receivers here to the right. Arkell Smith now comes in motion this way. Snap back to Case. They're setting up a screen, and the Tigers blow it up. Four-day State was on top of that. Sam Brandt just blew through the wall and blows up the receiver, and Four-day State gets another tackle for loss. 
back to the 23-yard line. Loss of two, second and 12. I really thought Sam Brandt was going to get a pick six. He diagnosed that play very quickly, but he also probably felt like he was running through a wall on a kickoff. He probably felt right at home running through well, that. We talked about he's been one of the best special teams players in the conference and now getting a time at linebacker with all the injuries. Case to throw on second and long. He's being flushed to his right. The quarterback runs. It's going to be a holding pattern, a holding call on Gabe Clark as uh, Miles Mims just tried to break on the quarterback and he almost got tackled on the play and the official was right there. So the oh, run was five. Offense, number 77. Ten-yard penalty, second down. So instead of a five-yard gain, it's going to be a ten-yard loss. And that 15 on that play for the Tigers. And Forday State's got a chance to pin them deep now back at the 13-yard line. Well, if you look at the Tiger jerseys, they have the big number four in the front and the back, and then little number four is just on top of the shoulder pads. Miles' big number four was on top of the left <laughs> shoulder pad. It made it pretty obvious. Four-down lineman for the Tigers here on this second down and... 22 for Central Missouri. Now they'll send Jackson in motion. They're going to give it to Arkell Smith, the running back, on an end around. He gets out to a near the 20-yard line as he stretches it across the right side of the formation. Fordy State had a host of players there. It was Daniel Howard leading the charge. He transfer from Northeastern Oklahoma A&M and bring up third down at about 17 for Central Missouri at the 20, the 19-yard line. Really enjoy that play. That was three wide receivers to the far side, motion far side, then bring a wide receiver back in motion to where there was a pulling guard. That was really close to breaking big for Central Missouri. Third down and 16 for the 19. Case play action, dropping back to pass, a little pressure from the Tigers. Now he's going to throw. He's got a man wide open. That's Jackson out of the backfield, slips out of a tackle, but he will not have a First down, he broke the initial tackle, but Mikel Williams was there to bring him down. Mikel had a great game a week ago in Edmond and makes the tackle short of the first down, and there might be an injured Tiger. There's an injured yeah, player on the sideline. really side slow line. getting up. And no, that's Jeremiah Jackson well, Trotter. Are they both down? Yeah, well, Miles okay. was on was part of that that collision in that pile, and uh, then Jackson Trotter was underneath him. So another defensive end, Forte State already without um, – Gavin Hazelhorst today. There was immediate concern because the Central Missouri staff is the one that got down to him first, and the coach and then the um, the the trainers for Fort Hay State went sprinting across the field. So whatever it was, it was an immediate concern. And Chris Brown had made yep. his way over shortly after that as well. They're rolling him on his side now. He was laying on his side and rolling him to his back. So boy, never. Like to see that as he was in on attack. And now he's up to his feet. He's going to run off under his own power. Wow, that's, that yeah. is very encouraging because that was scary. Yeah, and, and you normally, you know, the the opposing team training staff, they will, they will help you out a little bit, you know, the other teams. But it was an immediate response and then a motion over for the uh, trainers to come over. So I'm sure we'll see uh, Trotter getting checked out on the sideline here in a little bit. Tiger football brought to you by the Taco Shop. Order by phone, use the app, pick up a delivery, or dine in the Taco Shop, a Hayes tradition since 1970. You've never had it so good. They get it out to the 32, but the Mules will have to punt for the second consecutive position. And it's another high, booming kick from Ethan Brown and a fair catch at the 25-yard line by Marcellus Crutchfield. So that's a 44-yard punt without a return. Media timeout. We'll get the ball for the second time today at their own 25-yard line. We'll pause one minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. 
First quarter brought to you by Bud Light for the fans. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light today, but please drink responsibly. Tigers' second possession. They'll start at their own 25. They had a couple of first downs on their first, but failed to score. Swing pass at the left flat to Soto, and he can't break out of a tackle. No, he does. He broke. Look, he was about to go down, broke out of an ankle tackle, and gets almost five to the 30-yard line. They're going to mark him at the 29, so it's a gain of four. Brought down by Jordan Scruggs, the Washburn transfer out of KCK. Boy, Soto is slippery. It looked like they had him down for no gain. He gets four, second and six. Well, it hasn't taken just one guy to take him down the entire day, and twice he's been close to breaking off of that first hit for a big game. Three receivers right, one here to the left side. That's Kreitzer, handoff up the middle, and nothing doing for Adrian Soto. He ran into, I think that was Kale Miller, who slings him to the turf for no gain. In fact, loses a yard back to the 28-yard line and now brings up third down and seven. Uh, it's going to be an interesting day on the offensive line when it comes to running the football because of the young guys there that maybe aren't quite as developed as you would like your offensive linemen to be. Can they move anybody? And now Central Missouri has 12 on the field with the play clock at 20. Crutchfield, a wide receiver right, three to the left. There's a swing pass, Soto. Oh, he can't break one tackle. That was a great open field hit by Jordan Scruggs. If Soto breaks that one, he's got a first down, but Scruggs with a good thigh-high hit brings him down for a loss of yard of a yard. So the last two plays after this four-yard gain on first down went negative one and negative one, and it's fourth down at seven, and Fort A State will go three and out and punt for the second time today. It was a, a block that Pat Kelly needed to pick up on that screen from the left tackle, but you can see the concern of the Tigers not wanting to throw it down the field. Everything is in the flats because of the Central Missouri defense. Nine interceptions for the Mules this year, which leads the MIAA. It looks like they may come after this one. Snap back to Sasson. Line drive, kicks, going to be fielded at the third. 36, and a flag comes in as the return man takes it out across the 40 and up to the 42. That's Jay Haynes, but a Tiger was there to make the tackle right at the point of contact, and there's where the flag was thrown. So this is going to be coming back, I believe, on Central Missouri in all likelihood. Well, Fort A. State has got to clean up this missed tackle thing because the first two drives and now this punt return, Tigers have missed some tackles, and they've rallied to get there after the missed tackle, but way too many on the first couple drives. During the return, illegal block in the back. Receiving team, number 26. 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. First down, Central Missouri. So it was a 43-yard punt, and the return had the penalty. So instead of starting out near the 40, the Mules are going to start at their 29. This will be their best starting field position of the ball game. No Jeremiah Jackson Trotter on this possession, so Judson Wilfong is in there at defensive end. No score, 427 to go first quarter. This is the Mules' third possession. They've punted on their first two. Shotgun for Case. They run an option play. They pitch it to Weston Bridges, and he's brought down for very little gain out of the 31-yard line by Mikel Williams. The Tiger linebacker read it well, and the running back, Weston Bridges, an Ashland transfer injury. from Akron, Ohio, is down after getting about, they're going to give him two out to the 31-yard line, and then he was injured on that play on the hard hit by Mikael Williams. Marcellus Hawkins, a true freshman out of Putnam City High in Oklahoma City, he emerged a week ago, nine carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And I'm telling you what, he looks like the real deal. Then he suffered a knee injury late in that game. He did not travel today, so... Uh, they're kind of 
going through a series of running backs. Now J.D. Kolb, a Mississippi College transfer from Reno, Nevada, is in. They'll have three wide receivers here to the near side. Price Morgan, one of them, along with Trevor Tweehouse. And I think that's Jack Pospisil, it is. Empty backfield for the quarterback, Cedric Case, the Texas State transfer. Slaps his hands, takes the shotgun snap, straight drop back. Not much pressure for the Tigers. Pass across the middle. It was tipped, caught by Tweehouse, and then brought down immediately by Blake Davis at the 36-yard line. So he picks up five, and now it's going to bring up third down and three for the Mules. You know, something that Jonathan Zweiger brought up in the pregame show on the sidelines was guys trying out for next year and saying, hey, I'm the guy, here I am. Blake Davis over the last few games is starting to emerge as one of those guys. Mules are 0 for 2 on third down today. Two receivers left, two to the right. Running back is Bridges in the, or a Cole, a Jackson back in there. There's a pass in the flat. It's going to be caught and just in front of the marker for a first down. Kobe Rome there in coverage. The pass completed to Price Morgan. Just his fifth catch of the year. The freshman out of Round Rock, Texas, right at the 40. They needed three. He gets four. And it's a first down for the Mules. Only their second of the day. Well, that's, that's a play that Rome has to understand where the markers are and where his guy is. Rome is right next to the wide receiver. And he's still peering into the backfield. And the receivers kind of snuck to the sideline another step. Rome and Blake Davis, the two cornerbacks for Fort A State, their entire starting secondary is out today. There's a pitch play to Jackson. He started right tried to cut back to the left and gets taken down at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Fort A State had a wall there but I think it was Colin Crispin Gorley the first to hit him it was at the 40. No gain on first down second down and 10. Well this uh, the Central Missouri team will bring in a 6'3", 292 pound tight end named Wyatt Grable out of Lenexa, St. James Academy. And he just planted Miles Menges. Dude is big, and he is aggressive. Grant McAtee is in there at tight end right now. He hasn't played a whole lot this year. They're going to play action. Case to throw. Looking downfield. He's got a man open, and it's going to be caught or intercepted. I think it's going to be caught. Fort A. State saying they picked it off. If it's both holding it, it'll go to the offense. Look like the receiver and the defensive back. They say interception. Intercepted by Cooper. Ty Cooper came across. He had it. It looked like the receiver had it as well. But the Tigers take it away. And they get a takeaway. And they'll have it first and 10 at the 17-yard line. Now, Central Missouri's coach wants to have a conversation about exactly what the ruling is. He's reaching for the red flag in his pocket. He may try to challenge this play. If it's a tie, if it's offense yep. and defense, it goes to the offense, and that's the discussion right now. There is yet to be a challenge as of yet. yet. Fort A. State is on the field, ready to run this play. And they're going to take a timeout. They'll here. take a timeout, and then we'll see if they throw the challenge timeout. flag. Central Missouri. They're first of the half. So they may challenge this. It was it was definitely a joint possession. That usually goes to the offense. Unless the officials ruled the Tigers were jostled away. Let's go downstairs. Jonathan Swigert in this Petzlon and Landscaping sideline update. Yeah, guys, Ty Cooper just took it away in the scrum. The two were on the on the field. Both had possession of the football. So with the officials coming in, uh, you know, in the middle of the pile, I'm not sure how they determined who actually had it. But Ty Cooper just wrestled it away from that wide receiver. So if the wide receiver came down with it in the tie, and the play ends essentially when there's contact with the ground. 
that the knee-jerk reaction I had is that it's Central Missouri's football. I think this is worth a challenge from the Central Missouri coaching staff, but what kind of angle will they see? Because like John said, it was a scrum. There were three players down there fighting for the football as it was landing in the lap of, well, two of them at least. Josh Lamberson talking with John Adams, the lead referee right now. As of now, I don't see a red flag. So they're discussing this, but he has yet to challenge, and it looks like they will not. Well, and, and, and John Adams, is, he's got it in his hand. The coach has the red flag in his hand. But so it matches his shirt nicely. Yeah, there you go. The, uh, but he hasn't done anything. And, and, you know, he's not going to get a satisfactory answer from John Adams because John is 55 yards away from where the play happened. Yeah, and there goes the challenge flag. Central Missouri, Central Missouri is challenging the ruling on the field that the defense intercepted the ball. The previous play is under a further review. The fact this is the first quarter and it's scoreless is a good challenge for the Mules. If they lose, they lose, but they do lose the challenge. It's, I mean, it's, we'll go to the monitor here as the officials are going to go check it out. It was, initially it was caught by the receiver, and then Ty Cooper got in there and tied him up, and when they hit the turf, from our vantage point, it looked like both had possession that hit the ground. In that case, it should be offensive pat or completion because it's if it's a 50-50 ball and they both have possession, it goes to the offense. I'm not sure what views that they're going to see. We see a view from the sideline camera, and it's close. Now, the only argument was if the ball was being bobbled right. on their way down, did he have possession? My guess is with the two camera angles for review, they're not going to be able to see that well enough. The TMN cameras, it looked like the ball may have been loose and Cooper got possession, but again, they only have an end zone camera and a press box camera view for these reviews, which surprisingly have been more plays overturned than I thought there might be and more challenges than I thought there might be this year. The thing that is weighing in Fort Hayes State's favor is that it was initially ruled an interception. And from what we saw, and that was a sideline view, I mean, that, that camera is, you know, 10 yards behind where Jay-Z is standing at about the 10-yard line. And I don't know that even in that one, we could, the three of us in the press box could look at that yeah. and definitively say who had the football when they came down. If this was ruled Central Missouri's ball and Fort yeah. Hay State challenges, I think it stays Central Missouri football, John. Yeah, I don't know how you overturn it because I don't think that there's going to be definitive evidence from the two views that we had unless maybe the eye in the sky sees something we don't have. But, yeah, we're from our vantage point here. It, both guys had it. They ruled it was Fort Hayes football, so I'm not sure how you overturn it, but we'll see. So they just showed a, a replay here on the TMN network, on the MIAA network, and they even paused it at one point, played it, paused it again, and you still can't tell in slow-mo who had it because everybody's backs, the players' backs, yeah. are blocking the ball. And the end zone cam is going to be on that far side of the field, so you're going to have the backs blocking it. They're discussing. They're done watching the review. Now the officials discussing it. Gives us a chance to remind you the Tiger football brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Brad. BTI, our family in partnership with After your family. The, play, the ruling on the field of an interception is confirmed. The defender had possession of the ball, came down to the ground before possession was gained by both. It'll be first down, Fort Hayes State. Central Missouri will be charged with a timeout 
and loses their challenge for the remainder of the game. Interesting verbiage from the lead official because A, he said confirmed and then explained that the player, who's Ty Cooper, actually had the interception in the air. So they saw something from one of their two angles that showed that Cooper had the ball first and then it was wrestled away. Interesting what they saw that yeah. we weren't able to. Yeah, that was different verbiage as opposed to play stands. That was confirmed interception. And now we're going to see Ethan Forrester in at quarterback. We were told they're both going to play today. Forrester throws it quickly and right at the knees of Dawson Brown, who catches and then gets blown up for a loss of a yard back to the 16-yard line, brought down by Curtis Appleton. So a loss of one on that pass completion. Again, nothing downfield so far in the passing game for Fort A. State other than the misfire when Soto got tripped up coming out of his break and would have been a touchdown. Well, at some point, you, you got you got to throw it further than two yards down the field because Central Missouri is catching on. Ramsey and Crutchfield here to the near side. They're going to try to run an end around the Brown. He breaks a tackle, runs up the field to the 20 and up near the 21-yard line. That play was about to go for nothing in lose yardage. He'll pick up about three to the 20. They're going to say the 21. So about a four-yard gain brought down by Mark Bender and Fort A. Stable face third down and we'll say Six with uh, a scoreless game and a minute 16 to go here in the first quarter. Marcellus Crutchfield getting tied up with Jordan Scruggs. Scruggs won at a holding penalty. Remember all those years that those wide receivers for Fort A State got a little attitude? Now we're starting to see that a little bit. I saw bit. that in the first possession. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. Quite frankly, the last two years, that was a trademark for the Tigers. Soto in motion. It's going to be a keeper by Forrester. The quarterback's going to be short of the first down as he takes it out to the 26. That was a designed quarterback draw. It went for five, but it will not be enough, and Fort A. State's going to have to pump the football away. Isaiah Bello in there on that tackle for Central Missouri. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Quarterback draw there by Forrester, and he comes up one yard shy of the first down. So Ethan Sausen in the punt for the third time today. His first two have gone for 45 and for 43, and we have a dog loose on the Tigers' sideline. Who's left the dogs out today? High end over end kick, lands at the 30, takes a four days bounce inside the 20, and all the way down to the 18-yard line. That is going to be a 56-yard punt by Ethan Sausen. And that will be the final play of the that first is the quarter. End of the first quarter. Well, not a lot of offense so far. We played one, no score between the Tigers and the Mules on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Our second quarter presented by Cutwater, bar quality cocktails ready to drink on game day. Enjoy a Cutwater can cocktail today and remember to always drink responsibly. How even could this first quarter get? Both teams 13 plays, 13 plays 43 yards for Central Missouri, 13 plays 60, uh, 37 yards for Fort Hay State. So the first half of uh, the first quarter had a total of 80 yards on 26 plays. Time of possession, Fort Hay State 751 and Central Missouri 709. The punt averages nearly the same. Central Missouri 47 and a half yards and the Tigers 47 yards. So Ethan Sauce has done a good job after a Bit of a slow start this year. He's well, kind of coming to his own. Remember, remember last week he had one block, so doing a better job of getting rid of that football in a little bit more timely manner. So the Mules will start at their own 19. Four-day State's 
done a good job of owning field position and keeping the mules deep. They'll start at their own 17-yard or 18-yard line, actually. And on the pistol formation, handoff to Jackson, and Jeremiah Jackson, Trotter back in there, gets his hand in there to make that tackle at about the 23, maybe the 24. They'll give him yardage of the 24. It ends up being a six-yard run on that first down play for Central Missouri, one of their better offensive plays of the day. Second down and four, just underway here in the second. No score between the Tigers and Mules. No score after one between Central Oklahoma and Washburn today. There's a screen pass over to the right flat by Arkell Smith. Breaks a tackle. Two Tigers on the deck. Breaks another tackle. Still on his feet in the Tiger territory. And finally run down all the way down to the 32-yard line by Mikel Williams, who probably saves a touchdown. They're going to mark him at the 35. That's a 41-yard pass completion on a simple screen to the right pass for a first down. So Central Missouri is watching Fort Hay State, and what they're doing in the secondary, the Tigers are protecting everything deep, then rallying up for the tackle. Well, that time they took advantage of it by setting up a screen. Pistol formation for Case, who hands it off to Jackson. Jackson to the left, gets out of a tackle, then runs into a couple of Tigers at the 31-yard line. Mikael Williams there, along with David Ortega at the 31, still picks up four, second down and six. I don't know how McCall Williams had the energy to go make yeah. that tackle after running down the defender from so far behind. Just too many broken tackles, though, in this first half for Fort Hay State. Maybe seeing some of the inexperience. Two wide, he actually started with three receivers to the left, and now Arkell Smith, he's a big body, 6'1", 194. He'll line up over on the right side. Jackson, who left with an injury, now they're going to run a double pass. Tweehouse is going to throw. Fort A. State is on it, and do they have an interception? They do not. Oh, they would have had it if he held on to it. It was juggled by Blake Davis, who read that play beautifully, came over with some help, and actually had it in his hands, but then landed out of bounds and bobbled it. Four days State almost had their second takeaway. But Drilling on the field is an incomplete pass. Third down. Great recognition on the double pass, literally a, technically a lateral to the wide receiver who then passed it downfield. Not only on that play to the far side, because Sam Brandt made the wide receiver throw over the top of a defender, but also Ty Cooper did a good job of keeping on top of the tight end because that pass to that far flat was the second option on that route. And Tweehouse's brother was a quarterback at UCO, so certainly throwing the ball is in the family. There's going to be a handoff to Jackson, stretched to the left. He's going to lose a yard. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter wrapped him up. Then he had help from Menjus and Williams. Good read there by the defensive end. And a loss of a yard back to the 32-yard line. Brings up fourth down. Central Missouri has no field goal kicker. Their two kickers out with knee injuries. Basically, they can kick extra points and nothing else, so this is four-down territory. Well, even with a kicker, this is probably four-down territory because you're talking about nearly a 50-yard field goal. There's not a lot of those kickers left in the MIAA right now. Well, they, but they I mean, they literally have right. no kicking game, but you're exactly right. It would have been a long one anyway. Fourth down for the Mules, fourth down and seven. In motion comes Haynes. Case back to throw across the middle. It's going to be incomplete, almost intercepted. It went off the shoulder pad of Cooper, but it was fourth down, so it would have been much worse field position, but Cooper almost had his second pick of the first half. But the Tigers stop on fourth down, and they'll take over first and 10 of their own 32. It might have been worse field position, but Ty Cooper was going to be able to <laughs> run after that interception because the receiver had jumped to try to make the catch. Cooper had a player in front of him to help him go block. Ty Cooper might have still been running into the end zone right now. 
He may not have seen that ball over the jump, the receiver, and the sun could be yeah. a factor today, Jay-Z. Yeah, we talked about it, not a cloud in the sky and uh, an early kickoff making it difficult. Yeah, looking into that sun. Tigers going to run. Soto gets a block, cuts up the middle. He's across the 35, stays on his feet, and scampers his way to the 40. That'll be an eight-yard gain on a play that looked as not going to go very far. Kamari Johnson there to make that tackle, but a good patient run and a nimble run there by Adrian Soto, he was the only running back to play a week ago. So far, he's been the only one to go today. He gets eight there, second down and two. Well, it's a good thing that uh, that he is, uh, that Adrian is healthy at the time of the year that he is when you've already got your other starting running back out for the season. Second down and two. Yeah, Jaquan Tillis done with a knee injury that he suffered in Carney. Soto lines up right of uh, uh, Dawson who's back in there and Jack Dawson throws downfield to his tight end Leighton Cure and he's got a first down to the 49 yard line so a nine yard completion that's the second longest attempt downfield the Tigers have thrown today the tackle made by Isaiah Bello the linebacker. One thing that coach Chris Brown's going to be really happy about is that Cure caught it turned went straight up the field instead of trying to dance a little bit Tigers and Mules scoreless 11-25 to go in the second quarter four-day state out of their own 49-yard line Dawson to throw across the middle it's behind the intended target Calvin Stapp and he couldn't hold on to it a little short crossing route he had some room if he hangs on to it but the pass was behind him and it goes incomplete well good for Calvin Stepp that he dropped the football because he's going to get lit up and it was going to be a rather rude awakening when he did get hit by Lane West but uh that was a lot of pressure on Jack by three down linemen and one blitzing linebacker. And Forte State is staying with this young offensive line with the exception of Pat Kelly, Josh Shaw, Brandon Kerr, Riley Sentlick, Porter Danovic, all either redshirt or true freshman. Handoff up the middle. It is Soto and not much there. He gets a yard. He had two arms around the football, but only picks up one, and now it's third down and nine. Weston King in there to make that tackle. The nose guard out of Taylor, Missouri. Powell Mara High School, and now third down and nine. You know, by playing this this conservative football that Fort Hay State is right now, you take Manny Ramsey completely yeah, out of the game. He is targeted. your he is your middle and deep threat, and so far there's not even a, a sequence where he is going to get looked at. He and Crutchfield lined up in tandem here to the right, two to the left, Soto and Stapp. Actually, no, that is Kreitzer in step. Snap goes back. It's a shovel pass caught by Soto, and he's brought down to the 49. Great open field ankle tackle by Jaden Dawson out of Chandler, Arizona. Redshirt senior by way of Salt River Community College in Arizona. It only goes for two to the 48-yard line, and Forte State, after picking up a first down, will have to punt from inside Mule territory. That's also really good recognition by Dawson. He had to run a long ways, the Dawson that plays for <laughs> Central They're Missouri. <laughs> he had to run a long ways to make that tackle. It was, it was a pretty well-designed play by Fort Hayes State, but again, just just not taking any chances and any threats down the field whatsoever. Ethan Sausen, who had a 56-yard punt his last time, will set up shop at his own 37. Gets this one away, high and wobbly. Fair catch called for. It'll land inside the five and roll into the end zone. Tigers could not get down there in time. 48-yard punt but just a 28-yard net as the Mules will Media take over timeout. at their 20-yard line. We have a timeout of the field, 9.44 to play in the second quarter. Still no score at Lewis Field between the Tigers and Central Missouri on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. 
Your team will look like champions with apparel from Redeem Designs on Vine and Hayes, whether it's on the field or in the office. Let the Redeem team help you with screen printing, embroidery, and graphic designs. Redeem Designs, 2204 Vine and Hayes. Great designs delivered. No score. Second quarter. There's a pass downfield. It's incomplete. Will Fong was in the face of the quarterback, Case, who was trying to throw it to his tight end over in the left flat. That was Bo Reeves, and it goes incomplete second down. They're without Malik Claiborne, a Belton, Missouri junior, who is their second leading. In fact, the tight end is their second leading receiver behind Arkell Smith. He had 29, 23 receptions coming into the day. He was injured a week ago in their game against Missouri Southern. Swing pass, and it's incomplete. Tried to go to Xavier Jackson. Xavier Jackson heard David Ortega bearing down on him. He alligator-armed it. It goes incomplete, and just like that, it's third down and 10 for Central Missouri. Well, as this game is progressing, neither quarterback is going to have to worry about icing their arm (laughs) after the contest because nothing is thrown down the field. We have seen... One pass over 10 yards thrown down the field. Two 1 o'clock games today, scoring optional. Washburn and Central Oklahoma are also scoreless about the same point in their game. Back to pass is Case. He's got time in the pocket. Now he's going to throw down field. The ball is going to be caught by Jackson, and he's got a first down. Markel Williams tracks him down all the way up to the 34-yard line. He'll pick up 14 all time, all sorts of time for Case, and eventually he found his running back leaking out of the backfield for a 14-yard completion and a first down for Central Missouri. Tigers rushed four, dropped seven, and eventually found the open receiver, or the open receiver, which you're right, was the running back. Pistol formation for Case. He's got Jackson behind him. Three wide receivers over here to the left side. Four down linemen for the Tigers. No scores, just under nine minutes to go until halftime here on a sun-baked Lewis field. There's going to be an option pitch to Jackson. That is actually Jamarian Kolb in there. J.D. Kolb has a first down. Just a quick pitch to the left, and he runs up to the 46-yard line, picking up 12 on first down. Ty Cooper came up to make the tackle for four-day state. First time that Central Missouri's picked up a first down on first down, but rather this is part of the playbook or not. Central Missouri was able to see that against Central Oklahoma and Kearney, where the pitch really works against the Tigers getting Jonathan, to the outside. Jonathan Taylor, a former Tiger, is in it wide receiver split to the left side they're going to run it up the middle Cole with a gaping hole into the secondary and all the way down to the tiger 40 yard line he picks up 14 so Cole on back-to-back runs with big yardage Daniel Howard the four-day state tackle but the mules have it down to the four-day state 40 yard line their best possession here in this game so far that has yet to see a point scored with eight minutes to go in the second. Defensive line not getting it done, so they bring in Evan Darville and also Jason Wallace. First and ten, Mules from the Tiger 40. Play action. Case wanting to throw, looking downfield. It's going to be caught, and that's going to be Arkell Smith. He's going to angle to the five. He's going to dive to the pylon, and he is in for a touchdown. A 40-yard touchdown pass on a crossing pattern to Arkell Smith, the Carthage, Missouri junior, who was an honorable mention, all-MIAA wide receiver a year ago, has his sixth touchdown catch of the year, and the Mules strike first with 7.48 to go in the second. Forte State is going to have to think about bringing some pressure because the last two times that they rushed only four, the quarterback case had all day to throw and he's just advancing through his progressions and eventually finds the open wide receiver 
So the extra point from Sam Knowlton. He has an injured knee, both of them on kickoff coverage, and he bullets the extra point through. We're told they probably will do nothing more than extra points today. Everything else will be either punts or go for it on fourth down, and we have a timeout. 7.48 to go here in quarter number two. The Mules strike first. They lead Fort A State 7-0 on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Second quarter brought to you by Cutwater Bar Quality Cocktails. Ready to drink on game time. Great day. Enjoy a Cutwater can cocktail today. And remember to always drink responsibly. Six plays, 80 yards, a minute 56. Another big play bites the Tigers. That was the problem a week ago in Edmond in a 40-yard touchdown pass from Cedric Case to Arkell Smith. His 14th career touchdown reception in the Mules leads 7-0. And the Tigers may have Central Missouri right where they want them. UCM 0-3 when scoring first this year. We'll see if that holds true today. Well, let's hope that's the case because that was not a good drive on the defensive side of things for Fort Hayes State because prior to that big touchdown pass, runs of 12 and 14 yards. So kicking off for the Mules will be Ryan Jones, a lineman. Well, they're kicking injuries and it's a pretty good kick high and end over end it's going to go over the head of Crutchfield and roll out of the end zone and Fort A Stable started their own 25 so the lineman the offensive lineman with a pretty good kick and Fort A State starts at their own 25 yard line trailing the Mules 7 to nothing with 7.48 to go until halftime. Crutchfield was the only one back to return the kick and I don't know that he saw the ball because he located it very late it's coming kind of out of that southwest corner of the end zone. The ball was kicked, and the sun is definitely a factor today. A little bit earlier start time as well, starting at 1. Crutchfield and Dawson Brown, wide receiver split to the left. Manny Ramsey here to the right. He has not been targeted today. Soto lines up left of Dawson to the backfield, gets the carry, bulldozes straight ahead for about 2 to the 27, maybe the 28-yard line. We'll give him 3 on the gain and bring up 2nd down at 7. Tigers trying to run it up the middle behind that young offensive line led by center Brandon Kerr playing in his fourth game and making his second start of the year today. We do see Riley Setlick still in there, so they're going with that starting five. Kelly Shaw, Kerr, Setlick, and Danovic up front. Dawson, Brown, and... Marcellus Crutchfield, wide receivers left again. Back to throw is Jack Dawson. Now the quarterback runs, gets a block. He's at the 40. He's at midfield. Foot race 40. Angles near side 30. Up the numbers 20 to the 15 to the 10 and pushed out of bounds at the 7-yard line. A 66-yard scamper by quarterback Jack Dawson. And for the first time today, the Tigers inside the Farmer and Supply red zone. It was the first time today that the Fort Hay State Tigers ran wide receivers down the field. And what a block from Marcellus Crutchfield. And it was just it was the ability of having a, a field to survey instead of getting rid of the football in the first three seconds or first two seconds of even touching it. They're going to mark the ball at the eight-yard line, so officially a 63-yard run by Dawson. Fort A. State trying to tie it up here. Kier comes in motion. They hand it off to Soto, spins at the line of scrimmage and gets a yard to the seven. They might give him two to the six. Brought down by David Olajinga, the native of England who played at Butler Community College. They're going to mark him at the six, so it's a gain of two on that 
first down run and bring up second and goal from the six. Tigers inside the farm implement and supply red zone. See their great selection of new and used equipment at farmimp.com. That's farmimp.com. Second and goal from the six for the Tigers. Down seven and nothing. Now pressure up the middle. Dawson wants to throw. He dives inside the five, then gets shoved at the four. He ended up having to run the football. He tried to find somebody in the end zone, but nobody was there. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the five, so it's only a one-yard run. Kamari Johnson was the guy who knocked him out of bounds, and now it's third and goal from the five. They got it down to the eight. They picked up only three yards on their first two plays. Well, Fort Hay State's got to take advantage with six points after getting that big play. That's what the teams have done against Fort Hay State all year. Seven-nothing mules, 535 to go until halftime. Two receivers split to the left. Tight end Leighton Cure here to the right. Manny Ramsey lines up in the right slot. Soto in the backfield. Snap back to Dawson. He throws to the end zone. It's going to be batted down and incomplete. He was trying to go to Kale Cormany, and that was good coverage over there by Jordan Scruggs. We mentioned his name a lot. He went up and batted that one out of bounds or out of the air and onto the turf in Fort A State. Gets it to the eight on the big run by Dawson, but then has to settle for a field goal try here from Manny Aguilar, who was ill last week and did not play, was not injured but ill. This will be a 22-yard field goal attempt from Aguilar. That's a win for the Central Missouri defense. Hunter Brown back in at Holder. He's still out with that hamstring injury. Not a great snap, but Brown reaches back to grab it, gets it down, and Aguilar knocks the field goal through. So Manny now 7 of 9 on field goals this year, and the Tigers get points. 5.16 to go until halftime. Central Missouri 7, Fort A. State 3, but boy, a wasted opportunity after the 64-yard run by Jack Dawson. Well, and Fort A. State, when they got to the 8, got pretty conservative. Again, the run just up the middle, and you're doing it with a very young offensive line and Central Missouri is going to be protecting that middle of the field and then on the next couple of plays Jack Dawson is under immediate pressure because of the blitz up the middle and that becomes the the problem for a a young offensive line. Jonathan Zweiger former offensive lineman you know when you've got a young offensive line the communication isn't always the best and you don't always pick up the blitz right right away. Yeah and that was one thing I was curious to watch as the game went along because the Tiger offensive line did a pretty good job early but it's because they were put in situations where they had an opportunity to be successful it's a quick runs to quick passes but at some point you're right I think you feel like you have to start forcing the football down the field and maybe that's where you need to leave a tight end to help maybe a chip maybe a running back chips you give these guys help I think if you allow them to be successful they might have that opportunity and they may need a little help you just have to scheme it that way six plays 70 yards 64 of them on the Jack Dawson scramble got him to the eight could get only three more yards after that and it's seven to three mules with 516 to go here in the second now four day state if they can get a quick stop on defense you're going to get back-to-back possessions on either side of the half they will get the ball to start the third quarter and they have all three of their timeouts remaining parker janky set to kick it away for the first time today he had to handle kickoff and field goal duties. High short kick into the breeze, fielded at the 10-yard line, and uh, brought out to the 20, to the 25, out across the 30, and up to the 32 is Jack Pospisil, and brought down there by Jack Eilman. 
And David Ortega also there in coverage on that return, but the Mules will have some of their better field position. They're going to start at their own 31-yard line, it looks like, officially. So the Mules from their own 31, they had their a possession in the first quarter, start for the 29, so this is their best starting field position. 7-3 Mules, 5-10 to go here in the first half. Pistol formation for Cedric Case. He's got Jackson behind him, the UNK transfer. Three receivers split to the right. They hand it off. That's Jamarian Colbin there, excuse me. Then he fumbled the ball. I think he did, but the Mules land on it at the 35-yard line. The ball came out late at the end of the tackle, and I think it was the offensive lineman, Gabe Clark, who lands on it at the 35. It'll be a gain of, we'll say, four, second down and six. So the Mules get, well, we'll give them right at the 35-yard line. So second down and six, 4.41 to go here until halftime. Mules have it second and six. In motion comes Pospisil. They're going to hand it off on an end around, and Pospisil is hit and blown up. Alton Nettler, the redshirt freshman from Dodge City, read that end around all the way and brings him back for a two-yard loss all the way back to the 33-yard line, and it brings up a third down and eight for Central Missouri. Alden Nedler gets all the credit for the tackle. Great one-on-one stop. But it was Miles Menges to set the edge on that particular play, staying home on the misdirection, and he ate up two blocks, both the tight end and the right tackle, so that nobody could get out to Nedler, a true team stop. Central Missouri is 0 for 4, or 2 for 5 on third down. They need 8 here from their own 33-yard line. In motion, Pospisil, back to pass case, looks right, comes left, he throws an interception! It's picked off by Sam Brandt! He jumped the route in front of Dallas Waller, and the Tigers have their second takeaway! And they'll Rolling start the at the old 35! By the defense. Sam Brandt with the interception. We talked about turnovers being a big factor. The Mules number one in interceptions. Well, the Tiger to secondary has two picks today and a chance to take the lead here with 3.45 to go until halftime. I said in the first quarter, I thought Sam Brandt was going to pick off a pass early because he was able to read the play. That is the scattering report interception right there by Sam Brandt. And two of the first guys to get there, fellow linebackers, John Johnson and Lake Heimerman who together have about one good body part on them, <laughs> are the first to greet them on the sideline. Colin Kreitzer, wide receiver left. Now Brandt, or uh, uh, Forrester is in a quarterback, fakes a pitch, and he's going to run it himself up the middle, right along the hash marks. It takes it down to the 32, picking up about three yards on that first down run. Brock Baird in there on the tackle, the redshirt sophomore from Quincy, Illinois. But a gain of three on first down, second down and seven. Clock rolling with 3.24 to go here in the second. Seven three mules, but the Tigers trying to take advantage of their second interception of the game. Forrester slaps the hands, hands it off to Soto, running left side, gets a block and then gets ankle tackled at the 29-yard line. He'll pick up only three, an ankle tackle by Keyshawn Howell. Got his hand on his knee and slips him down for a short gain. And now Fort A. State with a third down and four from the Mule 29-yard line, trailing by four here late in the second quarter. Tigers are 0 for 5 on third down in this game. Came in 41%, bottom half, but near the middle of the MIAA. They need four here to the 25-yard line. 
Empty backfield for Forrester. Takes the snap. He has time. Throws. It's going to be bottled and incomplete. Is it intercepted? No, it's incomplete. In and out of the hands of Calvin Stapp. Travis DeGreat, the linebacker, almost picked it off the deflection, but they sent the ball bounce first, and now it's fourth Early down. On the field is an and Fort Hayes State pass. is going to go for this. Fourth down. Manny Aguilar ready to run on the field, and they push him back. Well, why the not? Tigers are going to go for this, and that's a catch you got to make. Got to have that. A crossing pattern. If he catches it, it's a first down. Play clock down to 20, so plenty of time. And now we have a timeout called well, by the Tigers or the Mules. The Mules are going to call a timeout. So the Mules got caught in substitution pattern, and you could hear the timeout. crowd Central because Missouri. Ethan Forster is at the ready. The he slaps his hands, and Central Missouri is still running on the field. And then the Tigers stop and check the sideline. You could hear the crowd. You could hear Fort Hayes fans wanting them to snap the ball. There were only three guys in the middle of the field. Ethan Forster could have walked his way to a first down. That's where a lack of huddling and how college football and football in general has changed, and that's how you do it. You see how they align, and then you look to the sideline, and unfortunately, the Tigers can't take advantage of a substitution issue for Central Missouri. Washburn has just scored with a field goal. They have three minutes to go in the first half in their game at Yeager Stadium with Central Oklahoma. It is three to nothing. So we've got a old-fashioned shootout going on here compared to Yeager Stadium. Apparently so far today, scoring is optional in the MIAA. The only thing hot today is the temperatures. Man. This is two games in a row for Jonathan Zweiger needing the shorts. Yeah, guys, it's still warm, but we're also, uh, I was curious, I wonder if the, the south wind maybe also forces the Tigers yeah. to go for it? Could be, yeah. It's going to be a difficult kick, and the wind has picked up since the start of the game. They need four here. Mules show blitz. Soto will line up right of Forrester. Well, Tigers have to find a way to convert here to get points off the interception. They've got two picks today so far, but trails 7-3. to three. Two receivers left, one right. There's the snap to Forrester. He has time. He throws. It's caught, and it's going to be a first down. Marcellus Crutchfield, the big wide receiver, the Oklahoma transfer, who really didn't play until last week with a big catch there. That'll move the chains down to the 23 and a first down. Well, that is the rub play that Fort Hay State ran, not the pick play because it was a legal one. Rub, not pick. When there's no flag, it's a rub. When they penalize you, <laughs> right. it's a pick. Right. Two minutes and ten seconds to go before half. Tigers have three timeouts left. They trail seven to three. They've got it first and ten now at the Mule 23-yard line. Two receivers, Ramsey and Crutchfield to the left. Now it's going to be a run by Forrester. He slips two defenders, dives to the 21. There is a flag in the Tiger backfield, and this one's probably coming back. Yeah, this is a play where the young offensive linemen have to understand that when the when the quarterback's by you, let Holy. go. Offense, number 74. 10-yard penalty, first down. It's Riley Setlick. And he made such a good block. He made a really good block. But then as Forster's running by, he stays latched on. And if he lets go, there's no issue. Before Day State, we've seen and read, we've seen this movie before, this episode of the television show where Fort Day State hurts themselves on penalties. Back to the 34, so it's actually going to bring up a first and 21. Well, they marked it to the 24, so 10-yard penalty. Back to the 34-yard line. Now it's first and 20 with a freshman quarterback out there in Ethan Forrester. 
Soto's gone the only uh, gone the distance at running back. He lines up to Forrester's left. In motion comes the tight end, Cormody. Forrester to throw. He looks downfield. Cormody has grabbed the ball, batted in the air and intercepted. There's the penalty marker. The pass is intercepted. That's going to be pass interference. Cormody, you can see his body stumble and almost fell to the ground. He got a hand on it, knocked it up into the air. The mules intercepted the goal line. But Fort A. State's going to get a first down via pass interference or a potential. Yeah, I think this is probably going to be a hold. Here's what's odd about the timing of that penalty. If it's an incomplete pass, I don't throw. I don't think they throw the flag. Kind of like did the basket go in in basketball? Pass interference. Defense number 18. 15 yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic first down. Let's go ahead and squeeze in 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A State football. So the pass interference penalty by Jaden Dawson. The Tigers have it first and 10 of the 19-yard line. Second trip inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement Supply, Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. First and 10 for Ethan Forrester. He's throwing to the end zone, looking for Manny Ramsey. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. Manny Ramsey on a 19-yard touchdown catch. And Manny Ramsey is now tied Lane Beaverly for the third most receiving touchdowns in Fort Hayes State history. That's number 22 for the Texan Manny Ramsey. Great separation off the route. Jonathan Zweiger will be able to fill us in more on it. But he got great separation and a beautiful ball by the quarterback, Ethan Forrester. I think that's his first target for Ramsey today for either quarterback. And props to the offensive line. What a clean pocket. The extra point is splitting the upright. So Fort Hayes State with 10 unanswered. And remember, they'll get the ball to start the third quarter. After falling behind 7-0, they now lead the Mules 10-7 with a minute 15 to go until halftime. Guys, Manny does such a great job of getting off the line of scrimmage with his fast twitch movement. But you're right, the offensive line in the last two plays, Forster had a chance to stand in there and deliver a football, and he stared Manny down. He was going Manny's way the entire time, but that was a perfect opportunity to get across the line of scrimmage and get open immediately. Our sideline updates brought to you by Petzalon and Landscaping. Commercial and residential lawn care, landscaping, fencing, and outdoor lighting. Go to their Facebook page and see some of their great work at Pets Lawn and Landscaping. Fort A. State takes advantage of the interception. Mules have now been outscored 37-12 to 12 off of turnovers this year. Fort A. State about as bad, but that's their 42nd points off of turnovers. Came in minus 12 today. They're minus 10, but two takeaways. That one leads to a touchdown. If you want to go one-on-one with Manny Ramsey and your Central Missouri, Fort Hay State better pick on that the entire day. Give me Manny Ramsey one-on-one with pretty much anybody in the conference, but it looks like today that would be a huge one. We talked about, we have some interesting conversations during the work week, Gerard, but one of them we talked about is, you know, is Manny Ramsey one of these days, is his name going to maybe get called as a potential for a Hall of Famer? You look at where he is in the career numbers and everybody above him or below him are wide receivers that are in the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. It's going to be hard to keep him out. And he just tied Lane Bieberly for the third most touchdown catches in program history. Short kickoff by Janky into that breeze. It's fielded by one of the up men. That was Lane West and he has a short return out to the 27 yard line. He's brought down by Kobe Rome and that's where Central Missouri is going to have it for the mules only touchdown was a big play a 40 yarder tiger defense needs to find a way to get off the field now they're going to mark him all the way 
Yeah, they were marking him at the 35. They're going to move it back to the 27-yard line. We talk about leadership a lot, and one person that I really like to watch is McCall Williams because that was a play where there started to be some jawing going on, and he got in the face of a couple of Tigers and told them to back it down a little bit. We've got the lead. Don't do something stupid. Mules started their own 27-yard line. They're now trailing the Tigers 10-7. Case to throw, and they set up a screen to the wide to the running back, Jackson. He gets a great downfield block, and he has a first down. Scampers across the 40 and all the way up to the 42-yard line. A completion of 15 yards brought down by McCall Williams, but a running back screen right up the middle. It's a first down. And they only have one timeout left. Lost the one on the challenge and took a timeout when they didn't get everybody settled in on the previous drive. Tigers up 10 to 7. We're inside a minute to go until halftime. Case fakes the pitch. He's going to drop back. Now he's being pressured. Rolling to his left. Trying to extend the play. Now he runs and runs out of bounds at the 48. Good coverage by the secondary. There was nobody open and all Case could do was run and he runs out of bounds at about the 47 picking up 5 and bringing it up. We'll give him 6 and 2nd down and 4. I agree. Good coverage. Uh, two of the secondary members just got a good old-fashioned butt chewing by one of the assistant coaches for Fort Hay State, so they saw Maybe. something we didn't. <laughs> four down lineman for the Tigers. It's second and four. Case to throw. Quick pass here on the near side to Smith. Gets by Ortega. Stays up the sideline, and he gets bumped out of bounds by Daniel Howard. We're actually going to say he stepped out of the 45 of Fort A. State, so he picks up eight, and that's a first down. Well, Fort A. Stops State. the clock with 35 seconds to go until halftime. The Tigers are doing a lot to help out the Central Missouri team on the offensive side right now because they haven't had to use their timeout. And remember, they literally have no field goal kicker, so unless they can get it down inside the five, they're going to be going for it. Trailing 10 to 7. Case back to pass. A little bit of pressure, and down he goes. It's Jeremiah Jackson Trotter with the sack. Back of the 48 of Fort Hayes State. His sixth and a half sack of the year, which is third most in the MIAA. And a big tackle in the backfield right there. And the Tigers brought five. Timeout, by the way, by Central Missouri. Timeout. Central Missouri. Third and final of the half. Thanks, John. Just said that. There was five that time for Fort Hayes State. They brought the four down linemen, even though they know it's a passing situation for Central Missouri, and then they bring the linebacker up the middle, and it shifts everybody back to the middle to pick up that blitz, and you like your opportunity with Jackson Trotter one-on-one -on -one with a tackle, left or right. He's long, he's lean, and he's able to kind of bend around that corner. He's turned into the guy that we heard about at the beginning of the season during camp. Him and then McCall Williams, and we heard Williams talked this week. It took him a little bit to get used to the system here at Fort Hay State University. Well, I just talked about the complexity here compared to junior college and just all the different schemes and things they do. He's finally comfortable. And then you add Gavin Hazelhorse, get him healthy and back, along with Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, a couple of young guys on the defensive line. This Fort Hay State defense has a chance to be really good in the next couple of years. They just need to get some more experience and get some guys healthy. Well, you got Jackson Trotter, a, a sophomore transfer. For Miles Men, just a redshirt freshman. You've got Hazelhorst, a redshirt freshman. We see Judson Wiltfong, who's a sophomore. There's not an upperclassman at that defensive end position. 
28 seconds remaining here in the quarter. The Mules back to their own 48-yard line, trailing the Tigers 10-7. It is second down and 17. They'll go to the pistol formation. Cole, nope, that's Jackson in there running back. And Case to throw. He's got time. Now flush to his right. A little jump pass to Jackson. And Jackson is hit and taken down. I think that was Kobe Rome over there to make that tackle. Good open field tackle at the 30-yard line. Or is that Sam Brandt? That was Sam Brandt, number 30. And that'll be a short gain of about three to the 50. We'll say two to the 50, and now it's third down and 15 for the Mules. Well, that's perfect protection. You're rushing three. You're not letting the quarterback run, and the eight guys don't let anything get behind them. That's exactly what you need to do with a team that has to score a touchdown because, as you said, no field goal kicker. 19 seconds left until halftime. Two receivers left, one right. Case dropping back. The quarterback can run. Instead throws to Jackson, who's hit short of the marker. He does not have a first down. It was Brandt again who made the tackle at the 37-yard line. Game's 13. The Mules are going to go for it here on fourth down. Back to pass Case on fourth and three. Looking deep, pointing downfield. Nobody open. Rolling to his left. Now being chased. Trotter gets him. Breaks out of the tackle. Still on his feet. Now rolls to the right. Heaves it up to the end zone. There's a bunch of black shirts and it's incomplete on the final play of the half, which took over 19 seconds. And Jeremiah Jackson Trotter is down. He nearly had his second sack of the half and injured at the end of that play. Boy, you don't like to see that. He's been playing well, and they'll attend to Jeremiah Jackson Trotter out there near midfield. Well, Forday State fell behind 7-0, but they go into the locker room with a 10-7 lead here at halftime. We'll take a break. Our Bank of A's halftime show is next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC on a third down conversion will be actually it was a fourth down play he'll be in near the goal line and we'll see who kicks it away it was ryan jones a defensive lineman who did the kicking duties earlier for central missouri again they are without a true kicker sam knowlton is out luke dobson both with injuries they can kick extra points and that's about it and it will be Jones again, who had a really good kickoff his first time. It went into the end zone. Yeah, now he's kicking into Oh, he's still kicking with the wind. So we'll see if the can, Tigers can get something off of this. Line drive, end over end. This time, Crutchfield takes it a yard deep. Not a lot of elevation. He's going to bring it out to the 10. Far numbers 20. Stutter steps to the 21, then gets stood up and driven backwards. So probably should have let that one go. Fort A. State's going to start inside. There are 25 here to start the third quarter, leading the Mules. 10 to 7 against Central Missouri when they've scored first is 0-3. Fort A State when tied at halftime, 1-1 one one on the season. They'll start of their own 21-yard line here to begin quarter number three, leading Central Missouri 10-7. to well, It feels still so weird for this to be a 1-6 and six versus 2-5 and five yeah. game because there are so many games at the end of the season where this game determined who's going to the playoffs or bowl games. And the last time they met here in Hayes, the Tigers are ranked fifth, the Mules ranked 18th. That improbable comeback in the fourth quarter. Dawson throws downfield to tight end Cale Cormany, and Cormany has it up to the 29-yard line, about eight yards on that first down pass completion. Malik Claiborne, or excuse me, uh, Kishan Howell in there on that tackle for Central Missouri. There's enough duplicate numbers these days. They're going to have to start doing three-digit numbers or, you know, like race cars are at the RPM Speedway have like 8X on it, you know, something to help us identify you. 
10-7, Tigers just underway here in the third. Fort Hayes State from left to right. They're going north to south here on a sun-baked afternoon. Breeze picking up, but still a beautiful day. Handoff Adrian Soto looking for some blocking. He gets to the 30, stood up and driven backwards. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Get about a yard. It will be enough, though, for the first down. They give him three up to the 31. First down, Tigers, David Olajinga, the native of England, in there on that tackle for Central Missouri, but it's a first down to the 31. And with an offensive line that's young, and, and by young I mean in age, you typically are not quite as strong as some of those other ones. Running becomes the difficult part of this game. Kelly Shaw, Kerr, Setlick, and Danovic, they've gone the entire way here on the offensive line. There's a screen pass to Brown, Dawson Brown, with a nice catch here in the left flat. Got a good block from Leighton Cure, and he takes it up near the 40-yard line for about a nine-yard gain on first down, just shy. He's right at the 41. They're going to give him 10 and a first down. The Tigers' first first down on first down today. Manny Ramsey got the other big block in there as well. These wide receivers and tight ends starting to throw some of the blocks that some of these four Hayes teams were known for. First and 10, Tigers. Little counter play to Soto. Gets a block, slips out of a tackle. 45, lowers his shoulder to the midfield and down into the ball. The Mules, 44, now a late hit. Soto got pushed all the way back into the water cart. After the play, and this is going to be 15 more yards after a run of almost 10 by Adrian Soto. Ryan Jones, the kickoff man, with a late hit, and he's coming out of the game for Central Missouri. After the play was over, personal foul, late hit out of bounds. Defense, number 94. 15-yard penalty, be added on to the end of the run. An automatic first down. So that's going to end up being a 25-yard gain. 10 on the run by Soto, and then 15 for the pass interference, or for the late hit, and the Tigers are down to the mule. 34-yard line. Well, in the in another sport term, that had been flagrant for yeah. as late as that was. First and 10 Tigers trying to add to a three-point lead here on their opening possession of the third quarter. Three receivers split to the left. Here comes the blitz, the pass to Dawson Brown, and he makes a leaping catch in the hole of the zone defense and picks up nine to the 25-yard line. Kashad Howell, the tackle, but that'll be a nine-yard gain and bring up second down and one. This is the most aggressive we've seen the Tiger offense today, but Jack Dawson had to get rid of that in a hurry because there was a blitzing linebacker coming right down the middle, Travis DeGreat. Good job to find the hole in that zone right where the blitz came from, and Brown's had a couple of catches today. He's one of three receivers here to the right, now goes in motion, stops, comes back to the right. They're going to set a screen pass up for Brown, and he has to slip out of a tackle, and he gets hit hard and gets maybe a yard. They're not even going to give him one. He got back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up third down and one. The Mules read that one well. Curtis Appleton, the second, was the first to hit him, and then he got a lot of help, and it's now third down and one for Fort A. State on this opening possession of the third quarter. This is the type of play here you'd like to see Fort Hayes State establish just a good push and get that offensive line some confidence in the running game for a team that is not converted on third down today. Soto is right up uh, Jack Dawson, who now looks to the sideline with the rest of the offense. Kreitzer wide receiver left, Brown and, and Manny Ramsey, who has the lone touchdown today to the right. There's the handoff. It goes to Soto. He bangs into a lineman. I don't know if he's going to have it or not. Nope. Still trying to chug those feet. They say no gain. Tigers Boy. get nothing on the run. Boy, and Fort Hay State is and there's the flag. Well, here's it's going to be on Fort Hay State, I feel. But the, it was in, it was invoked by uh, Curtis Appleton the second. He had Brown down on the ground and is still continuing to just push him in the ground. And Brown fought back. He was the guy on the retaliation. So now I think the officials are going to get together. 
who's the instigator and who is the retaliator on this? Who's it on? And there's an injured player yeah, for the, Central Missouri. It was Travis DeGreat. And we saw the replay. It looked like a late hit and a cheap shot on yeah. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter on that final play of the first half by the Mules. And there was another one on the backside of the play as well. And Jonathan Zweiger, you had a good view of both of them. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it looked like. And I think Brown is the one who, and that's the discussion now, hopefully saw the stuff that led up to Brown's reaction. It's one of those where he was pinned on the ground, and he's trying to fight back because of what happened that led to him on the ground. But, as you mentioned, good to see these wide receivers getting after a little bit. <laughs> Pat Kelly was trying to get involved in the conversation with the officiating crew, and then he moved away after from the play Pat. was over, unsportsmanlike conduct, number three, Fort Hayes State. 15-yard penalty will be added on to the end of the play. It'll be fourth down. Well, the Tiger fans saw the play, and they don't like that call. So, unfortunately. That is the first unsportsmanlike foul for the game for number three. Well, Brown was the one that was thrown to the ground, and then he's continuing to get pinned to the so ground. he's the second guy who gets cut flag. And, and, and here's the thing is that outside of Coach Al McCray, who's not going to be happy one bit, there's not a Fort Hayes coaching coaching member or player who's upset about that because they all saw uh, what we did. Yeah, Chris Brown is yeah. talking to the linesman here. Coach had a quick word for uh, John Adams as well. Well, it takes the Tigers out of oh, field man, goal yeah, range. You were down to the 25. Again, the breeze has picked up a little bit, but still, relatively speaking, a very light wind today. But now back to the 40, you try to punt and pin the mules deep. The disappointing part was the Tigers had third and one and didn't even get an yep. inch. Two running plays for zero. So now it's fourth and 16, and Sawson punts it high, end over end. Tigers are down. It'll land at the 10. Angle to the pylon and be down at the one-yard line. The Tigers down it at the one, and the Mules will have it right there on the 39-yard punt from Ethan Sausset. Maybe his best punt of the year because it pins the Mules inside their own five. That's the third punt inside the 20 today for Sausset. And the Mules will start on their own one. But remember, the Tigers gave up a 99-yard drive to Missouri Southern earlier this year in a very similar situation. We talk about big moments of the game. How about a safety here, but also the Tigers in scoring position for a third consecutive drive, and this time don't score. Still 10-7, 11-35 to go in the third. Mules' first possession of the second half. They'll have their quarterback in the end zone. Two receivers near side. They hand it off to Jackson, and he's ankle tackled by Evan Darville. He'll get about two, maybe three. They're going to mark him at the three, so it's a two-yard gain and bring up second down and eight. Well, and back to that play where Brown is pinned to the ground. I, I just, I guess I just don't understand where there's not offsetting penalties on that. There, there's a reason for the reaction by Brown, and it's not like the officials were eyeing it because Brown got caught on it. Suck it down at eight. Mules from their own three now. Hand it off again to Jackson. He has a crease that is wrapped up and taken down. He gets across the five to the seven. That may have been Darville again who hit him first, and then Mikel Williams to finish him off at the seven. Picks up four, and now a big third down for Central Missouri. Third down at about three. They're two for seven on third down today. Dustin mentioned it earlier, Fort A. State's now 0 for 7 on third downs. And that was third and one, and they've had some very obtainable third downs. Tigers nothing longer than third and nine all day. Two receivers here to the near side, one to the far. That is Trevor Tweehouse. Two backs in the backfield, and they're going to roll the play to the left. 
Brown for Dawson from the goal line, throws and it's incomplete. Ty Cooper got his hand on it. Bo Reeves, the tight end, the intended target downfield about 25 yards. Cooper, who has an interception today, almost had a second, has a pass breakup, and the Mules go three and out. Boy, Ty's really had a resurgence this season. He did not have a great start to the year. He was not really even considered on the two deep for a while, but he's had a good last couple of games. Great coverage that time, came over the top and did a good job not reaching around with that left hand where he would have got the pass interference. Marcellus Crutchfield back to return the punt inside his own 40. This is another good kick, high and spiral, and Crutchfield calls for the fair catch at the 49-yard line. So a 44-yard punt, no return, and Fort A. State will have good field position here for their second Radio possession of the third. They'll start at their own 49. We'll take a break. 10-14 to go. Third quarter. Tigers 10. Mules 7 on the Tiger Sports Network. Built by PwC. Third quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today. And remember to drink responsibly. Your life has a story, and Golden Bell Bank wants to get to know that story. It's banking one story at a time. Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. 10-7 Tigers. They'll have the ball for the second time here in the third quarter, their first possession. They got it down to the 25, but then the drive stalled, and they could not convert on third and one. Jack Dawson's gone the entire way here in the second half at quarterback and most of the way today. He wants to throw on first down. He goes downfield. It's caught, and that's going to be a first down to the Mule 37-yard line. Tight end Leighton Cure with a good catch in traffic. Jaden Dawson hit him immediately, but it's down to the 38 of Central Missouri, and that'll be a first down and a gain of 14. That was a really good job by Dawson to climb the pocket after it kind of started to collapse around him, but the offensive line pushed those defenders past him so he stepped up and was able to find Leighton Cure which was about the third option on that play. He's played well today. First and 10 Tigers down to the Mule 38. Two receivers left. One to the right that's Ramsey. Shotgun snap and Dawson's looking for Manny Ramsey and he overshoots him. Manny was double covered and good coverage by Central Missouri in the past. Really never had a chance to be caught over his head by about 10 yards. It goes incomplete. Now second down and 10 but unlike the first half, Fort A. State taking a, some shots deep here in his third quarter. That's one of the areas that if Jack's going to be the guy next year, he has got to get better on those deep passes. Saw several misses last week at Central Oklahoma that ultimately could have led to a win. Ryan Allen, a wide receiver in there now. He split here to the left side with Dawson Brown. Marcellus Crutchfield to the, to, the, to the right side. Crutchfield to the left. Soto's gone the entire way in running back. He'll line up to the right of the quarterback, Dawson. Get the handoff. Cuts to the left. Gets spun. Stays on his feet. Gets about three to the 20, 35. And that's going to be it. That's spun around and tackled by Kingsley. Iana the fourth out of Collinswood, New Jersey, by way of the College of Sequoias. They're going to mark about the 35. It's only a three-yard gain, and Fort A. State facing third down and seven. They are 0 for 7 today on third down. Well, that's an interesting late tackle after the whistle because Soda was picked up off of the ground. The whistles blew, and then they dumped him well after the whistle. Three receivers in a triangle, Ramsey, Crutchfield, and Brown to the right of the formation. 
Dawson slaps the hands, takes the shotgun snap, dropping back, throws downfield, caught by Crutchfield, took a big-time hit but holds onto it at the 25-yard line, and that's a Fort Hay State first down. Cooper craned the hit, but how about Crutchfield? He hadn't played until a week ago. Another big-time catch, that time across the middle of traffic. Earning some respect for Coach Al McCray as he comes off the field with a fist bump and a tap on the helmet, make sure that everything in the noggin is still attached after taking that hit. Give him credit. He has stuck with it after a rough start. There's a delayed handoff to Soto. Bounces out to the right. Cuts up in the 20 and then gets taken down right there. But he's going to get five yards on a first down run. Good patience behind Setlick and Danovic on the right side as he's brought down by Jaden Dawson. But that's a five-yard gain. We'll say four yards to the 21. That brings up second down and six. That's such a good tackle by Jaden Dawson, the Chandler, Arizona product, because that was an easy play for him to overrun. But he stuck right there in the hole and was able to make the tackle at the ankles. Three down linemen, two safeties high. There's a handoff to Soto around the right. Now cuts it up. He's at the 10, spun to the 5, and down to the 3. It'll be a first and goal for Fort Hay State. An 18-yard run from Adrian Soto. DeAndre Glover saves the touchdown. First and goal, Tigers back inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, Plainville and Colby. You're home for bad boy and grasshopper mowers. First and goal, Tigers. Hand off to Soto, cuts up the middle. He's down to the two and gets a gang tackle there. Had a little bit of a crease initially, but it closed quickly. And now we have a timeout. Is there an injured player or what? I don't see anybody now, but the officials. Somebody lost their helmet. Okay, Soto that's got his Soto, so he's got to come out. So we're going to see the first running back other than Adrian Soto in two weeks, Clay Robinson, in there. Well, that's what Soto was saying coming off the field, John. Is yep. Somebody took my helmet off. Yep, Kale Miller with a forearm ripped it off. Cure, Ramsey, and Crutchfield, wide receivers left. Cormany, the tight end right. Cure comes in motion. They hand it up the middle to Robinson. He gets hit. His quarterback tries to grab him and lunge him forward. No gain. And now it's third and goal from the two for Fort Hayes State. John, another player just got their helmet ripped off. Yep, it happened again. This time it's Porter Danovic. Yeah, he's got to come out. So we're going to see Chris Strotter come in for the first time. Had been their right tackle starter all year, but... They went with the young guys today, so Strotter in there. Now Soto returns for Robinson. Tigers got to get this. Yes. You you can't get down to the two-yard line or wherever this that last run by Soto ended up at. They lead 10-7, 7-19 to go here in the third. Third and goal from just inside the two-yard line. They give it to Soto, lowers his shoulder, torpedoes down, he's short. Just shy of the goal line, it'll be fourth and goal. I mean, it is by inches. He tried to torpedo his way in, and he is right down to the one. And what will the Tigers do here on fourth and less than a yard? I mean, that ball is going to be inches shy of the goal line. Is this the Kale Cormany quarterback sneak here as the running quarterback of the two tight ends, Leighton Cure being the passing quarterback of the two tight ends? They faked it. They were both high school quarterbacks. Here we go, fourth and goal from inside the one. 10-7 Tigers. It's going to be a stretch play. Now the shovel pass to Cormany. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. The shovel pass to Kale Cormany. He has his second career touchdown catch. And the Tigers lead 16-7. They went all Kansas City Chiefs there at the goal line. And they score to increase the lead to nine. The Tigers are pretty awful on third down today. They're one for nine, but they're two for two on fourth down. And I know 
But the uh, sideline guy, Jonathan Zweigert, is a pretty big Kansas City Chiefs fan. That had to make him smile, the Travis Kelsey special on that one. <laughs> yeah, and that's become the new fad, right? You see everybody doing that, but it's so hard to defend. Central Missouri had no idea what was coming. Ten plays. 51 yards, 3 minutes and 43 seconds. Tigers now lead 17-7 with 6.31 to go in the third. We'll take a break. You're listening to Fort A. State Football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Well, Fort A. State with a 10-play, 51-yard drive. Kale Cormany on the shovel pass from Jack Dawson. The Tigers lead 17-7. Our third quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today, but remember to drink responsibly. Well, the Tigers got it down near the goal line and find a way to punch it in for their second touchdown. And the freshman tight ends have certainly left their mark. No Hunter Butke again as he recovers from that high ankle sprain. But Cormany and Cure have had big games again today, and the Tigers now lead 17-7. Seven. Kind of uncharted territory for them this year. Well, it's after being down 7 nothing, and we gave it up it. that big play. The Mules, when scoring first, are 0-3. They scored first today, but now the Tigers have come back with 17 unanswered. When Lambertson, Coach Lambertson, has just got to be like, guys, stop scoring so early. Like somebody else get up on us so we can try to make a comeback. Here's a kickoff from Parker Janke into that breeze. It's going to be short and field at the 15-yard line. That is... One of the receivers, Jack Pospisil, he winds his way out to around the 30 and close to about the 32. We'll see where they officially spot him down. They're going to say the, I think the 34-yard line is where the Mules will have it. Tackled by Kate Melvin in special teams coverage. That was a really good job by the Tigers on special teams because that was a good wall set up by Central Missouri to bring him back to this near sideline. And the outside guys for the defense did a good job of pushing the run back in. And on late is Jack Heilman for this defensive series. 33-yard line. This could be the best starting field position of the day for Central Missouri. Tigers have done a good job of making them drive the field. Case back to throw, being chased by Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, who may have got his hand on the pass. He deflects it incomplete. Good to see Jackson Trotter back in there. He got his hand on the pass. He made it flop out of bounds, incomplete second and ten. Yeah, he took a... Uh, Rather late hit it's been a lot at of the end of the today. first half. That's been a lot of that today. It probably could have been flagged. He almost got that sack, and then on the ground, a lineman just jumped on top of him, but he's back out there. Wilt Fung, the other defensive end. Four-man set for the Tigers up front. There's a screen pass in the flat. It's caught by Xavier Jackson. Breaks out of a tackle, and he's up near midfield along that mule sideline. I think it was Sam Brad, actually Kai Cooper who trips him up, but that'll be a first down to the 50 and a gain of 17 on a little simple swing pass over in the right flat. Yeah, back to Jeremiah Jackson Trotter. He's had a good day. Two sacks today, nearly had three, chased a guy out of bounds for uh, what could have been a fourth sack if he got there. Just continues to get better and better. 5.55 to go in the third. Tigers lead the Mules 17-7. Three receivers left side for Case. Play action. He drops straight back. He's going to set up a screen pass this time to Jackson to the left flat. The running back inside to 40 and down to the 35. And there is no flag on the play. Tigers lobbying for a hold, but it'll be another first down to the 34 on a gain of 16 on a 
Simple swing and a screen here to the near side. Well, new philosophy for Central Missouri is they kind of go hurry up. What they end up doing is they are flooding three guys deep and then late getting the running back out into the flat. Germanian Kolb is in there at running back. Jackson will take a breather after those two big plays. Three receivers right this time. The tight end here to the near side. That is Grant McAtee. There's the screen pass to Arkell Smith. The receiver breaks the tackle, and he's all the way down inside the 15, down near the 10. A well-designed screen pass, and Arkell Smith, their best receiver, he was honorable mention a year ago, takes it down to the 10. That's a 24-yard completion, and a Mule's first down. Boy, chunk plays here on this drive. Really the first time today. Dalton Miller had a bead on the tackle, and he just got bumped off course. Legal block, but just got bumped off course from being there. Two receivers bunched up to the right. Now one to the left. They'll send one man in motion. It's going to be a handoff to Kolb, and he's got a pretty good surge inside the five to about the four, just running right up the middle, and he's going to get... Six yards on first down. All of a sudden, the Mules getting some good chunk plays on this possession. 17, 16, and 24. And now they've got it second and goal at the Tiger four-yard line. 17-7, four-day state. We've seen this Tiger team at times get a good point of the game and then maybe relax, and we're seeing that right here. Jackson back in. He's in the pistol behind the quarterback who throws a – Nice pass over the right flat to Corbin Gant, who has his first career touchdown, the Payola sophomore. They fake the handoff, and the tight end released to the right flat. He was wide open, and the Mules come right back with a touchdown after Fort A. State had built the lead to 10. Now that was way too easy for Central Missouri. And that was a really good pull by the quarterback, Case, and an easy rollout and pass to Gant. But that was also a, a case of two guys for Fort Hay State not doing their job, reading run, and just flying in to try to make the tackle. Easy pull and throw for Case. Sam Knowlton, who's playing with a bum leg, will attempt the extra point, and he knocks it through. Notice that he's been pulling the ball with that leg injury. So the extra point is good. It's now 17 to 10 with 4.08 to go here in this third quarter. Fort A State had the lead up to 10, but the Bulls come right back. Six plays and 67 yards. It took him only 2.18 to score to get right back in the ball game. Well, this is the point of the game that the season always seems to wrap around is the um, how do you react moments. And, and Fort A State can react up 17-14, but this is the time where we see the, I don't know, Fort A State just kind of seems to not be able to respond. From the ball fields to the farm fields, the experts at Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute help you regain your best moves for excellence in joint and spine injury, sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more. There's no need to travel far. Visit HayesMed.com slash orthopedics to learn more. 17-14 Tigers. The Mules come right back after Fort A. State scores to go up 17 Seven. It's now 17-14. We'll see Ryan Jones kick off again. The defensive lineman who got penalized for unnecessary roughness in that quarter. A late hit out of bounds. As the women is back, high line drive kick. 
And Crutchfield's going to bring it out from one yard back into the end zone. Angles in the middle of the field to the 15. He's at the 20, 25, gets up field, 30, along the numbers, 40, still on his feet, all the way out to the 45-yard line. A 46-yard kickoff return for Marcellus Crutchfield. And brought down by Cooper Crane and a kid who hadn't found the field for the first half of the year has made an impact today and Fort A State's going to get outstanding field position their own 45 with 358 to go in the third leading the Mules 17-14. Yeah first guy on the sideline to talk to him coach Brown pat on the helmet telling him something walking back over to the defense but you know, Coach Brown doesn't love any of these kids any less, no matter how much they are or aren't on the field, and he's showing it there. Two receivers left, one right. Forrester's in. There's a pass to Soto and got blown up on the play. Back of the 40, he loses five. Tigers, they were trying to set up a screen. They did a bad job because Curtis Appleton came through and blew it up. They're going to mark him at the 42, so it's only a loss of three, but it brings up second down and 13. Yeah, that those screens, when you're going one-on-one with all the defenders on the other side, you better make the block or that's how it turns out. Three receivers right, two left. Empty backfield for Forrester in for this possession. They lob it over the top to Brown. Dawson Brown inside the 45 up to the 47 and then gets slung out of bounds there by... Kingsley, Iana. Fort A State's going to face third down at seven now from the 48-yard line, picking up six. For a team that is one wow. for nine on third down, the two teams combined, three for 17. Whew, not good. Oh, you a station break. We'll get it after this play. Third down and seven. Tigers from their own 48. They lead the Mules 17-14 with three minutes to go in the third. Snap back to Forrester. Here comes the blitz. Ethan steps up. He's going to run. He bangs into two defenders but does not get the first down. Takes it down to the 44, but could or to the 46, but could not get through the two defenders. Fort A State may go for it here on fourth and a yard. He was brought down by MJ Overstreet, and now they're going to bring the punt unit on. It's past 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A State football. Not a big crowd today. They wanted the Tigers to go for it on fourth and one, but they're going to bring in Ethan Sausset, who's had a really good afternoon. He is averaging 46 yards per punt. Snap a little bit low. He bobbles it, gets the kick away. This is a fluttering punt. Lands at the 15, takes a Tiger bounce inside the 10, and all the way down to the five-yard line. It's going to be a 41-yard punt with no return, and again pins the Mules inside the 10-yard line. The Mules' best field position, their last drive of the 33, they have started from the 20 or inside now four times in this ball game. There's a minute 59 to play here in the third, 17-14. Fort A State by three, but now the Mules have the possession and a chance to either tie or retake the lead. And Fort A State is going to have to start converting on this offensive side a little bit on these third downs. Their longest third down attempt today is third and nine, yet they're just one for ten. First and ten Mules. Case a yard deep in the end zone, wants to throw, has time. Now being chased by Menges, he rolls to his right. He's going to throw right at the line of scrimmage. The pass is tipped and incomplete. It was tipped by Sam Brandt, getting a lot of time at linebacker today. And, boy, Case was right at the five when he threw that, the line of scrimmage. It goes incomplete, second and ten. And if you're Fort Hay State, wait great coverage because that play took forever. And Miles Menges lobbying for a hold. If it was thrown, it's a safety as it would have been in the end zone. He was double-teamed as he got some penetration. Second down and ten. 
Mules from their own five, trailing the Tigers by three here late in the third. Case points to the defense, takes the snap, hands it off to Jackson, and he's hit at the line of scrimmage and driven down. Sam Brandt with help from Jack Heilman on that tackle for no gain. Now it's third down and ten. I don't know what Sam Brandt did on the last possession or the PAT, but he got an earful coming off of the field. And Sam Brandt looked at the coach dead in the eyes the entire time. And he's responding then here on the defensive series next time on the field. Minute 22 and counting in the third. It's third down and 10. Central Missouri today is two for eight on third down. This one from their own five. Case back to pass, being chased in the end zone, throws, incomplete. Brent breaks it up, intended for Pospisil. And Brent with a great defensive possession right there, made two pass breakups, and the Mules will go three and out from their own five. Well, yeah, two pass breakups, and he made the half the tackle on the previous play. So you, you, you look for guys that can respond and respond in a positive way. And like I said, Sam got an earful coming off, and it was more than earful. It was a face-to-face conversation, and it was a one-way conversation. You see some character for some of these young guys for four days State, starting to play with a little attitude. Mules will punt from the back of their end zone when the Tigers come after it. Crutchfield back at the 40. They will not. High wobbly kick. Good kick. Fair catch called. Crutchfield has it at the 47-yard line. So that'll be a 48-yard punt with no return. And Fort A. State's going to have, again, very good field position near midfield. Their own 47-yard line leading Central Missouri 17-14 to with a minute two to go in the third quarter here on a sunny, warm afternoon at Lewis Field. This is how Fort Hay State set up their last touchdown. A punt pinned deep, a three and out by the defense and get great, get great field position. This is exactly how they went up 17-7. to so Start of their own 47. Dawson, Jack Dawson is back at quarterback. Soto, the running back to his right. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. That's Manny Ramsey. Dawson to throw. Swing pass to Soto. Makes one man miss. He's at the 50. Near sideline and pushed out of bounds. But about the 45-yard line. Got bumped out by DeAndre Glover. That'll be an eight-yard gain to the 45. Second down and two. Adrian Soto, 18 carries, 65 yards today. That will be his fifth catch of the day. And now at 10 yards on receiving. Dawson Brown has seven catches. He's been the main target today for both quarterbacks. Second down and two. Tigers from the Mule 45. They'll have Marcellus Crutchfield and Dawson Brown, the two transfers to the left, and Manny Ramsey with one-on-one coverage here to the right side with DeAndre Glover, who made that tackle. They hand it off to Soto, stretches it around the left. He's got a first down, breaks out of a tackle, breaks out of another, inside the 35 and down to the 28-yard line. First down, Fort A. State on a 17-yard run by Soto. Jaden Dawson, the tackle. It was Brandon Kerr who pulled from the center position to the left, and he kicks out the outside linebacker who was lined up just outside of the left tackle that was able to spring that block. Well, we saw Brandon Kerr earlier this year, and he struggled in that Missouri Western game, and he has not struggled today. That is the end that of the third the quarter. Of the third quarter. There's an echo in here. 17-14, Fort A State by three. They'll have it first and 10 of the Mule 28 when we start the fourth quarter on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. Leading Central Missouri, our fourth quarter brought to you by Ghost Feel Good Energy Drinks with no sugar, no artificial colors, and no BS. Enjoy a Ghost Energy Drink today. Four-day state through three quarters. 
281 yards of offense. The Mules, 284. Fort A. State's run for 121. The Mules are run for 160 today. The Mules for 58. So Fort A. State able to run the ball here a little bit. One of their better rushing attacks of the year. First and 10 from the Central Missouri 28-yard line. As we begin the fourth quarter, Tigers trying to march it into that north end zone with a little bit of a breeze behind their back here now at about 10 to 15 miles per hour. Two receivers split right, one to the left. That's Crutchfield. Dawson to throw, looking for Manny Ramsey in the end zone. He can't track it down. There was a lot of jostling going on down there between Manny Ramsey and I think DeAndre Glover, and they let them jostle. And it goes incomplete, second down. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of those passes where Jack's just a little long on. And he seems to let those passes go a little too early. Manny just couldn't run underneath of that one like he did a week ago down at Central Oklahoma. Tigers ran for 189 yards against Missouri Southern, their best rushing game of the year. They're at 160 today. Ramsey and Brown, wide receivers right. Crutchfield here to the left. Soto lines up right of Brown. Dawson, who gets the handoff. He runs to the right. He runs behind the blocking, gets it down to about the 25, and that is it. He kept waiting for a crease and never really developed. He picks up three to the 25, brought down by Weston King, and now it's third down. Well, and there couldn't have been a quarter break at a worse time if you're four-day stay because you're driving, you're moving well. Central Missouri needed the timeout defensively third down and seven for the Tigers who are one for ten on third down today they'll have late cure line up over on the right side of the formation with Ramsey Brown and Crutchfield here to the left Dawson from the shotgun takes the snap here comes pressure slant pattern caught by Crutchfield he's got the first down inside the 15 down to the 12-yard line first down Tigers on a gain of 13 Jordan Scruggs the tackle for Central Missouri that was the perfect play call at the perfect time because a all-out blitz up the middle four down linemen three linebackers blitz and so it leaves the middle of the field open. Crutchfield comes off at just that split. There's no rub this time. It's just split routes, and he's able to be wide open. Three receivers bunched up to the left of the formation. Ramsey near the left right tackle on the right side. Dawson to throw, has time, now steps up, throws it across the middle. The ball is caught. I think that was Kale Cormany again. Nope, that was Adrian Soto, the running back. Jaden Dawson hit him immediately at the nine. Picks up four, though, and now brings up second down and six. Well, in this offensive series for Fort Hayes State, they're really spreading the ball around on who's making the catches. They're doing a good job of the run pass and really keeping Central Missouri on their heels. 17-14 Tigers, early fourth quarter. They've got it second and six inside the farm implement and supply red zone. They're down to the mule nine-yard line. Farm implement and supply, Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. Dawson in the shotgun, sets Brown in motion from right to left, hands it off to Soto. He's at the five, cuts up the middle, touchdown! Fort Hayes State, Adrian Soto with a nine-yard touchdown run. There will be a flag after Adrian Soto went up and kind of dunked the ball on the goal, goal post. So I think the Tigers may pick up 15 yards oh, on that. Well, and you've pinned the mules deep all day. You can't do that. You just cannot do that. You give them a chance for great field position. 23-14, they'll attempt the extra point. It almost sucks the emotion out of that scoring drive. Got to be smarter than that. And the 
field position has been key today. The Mules have started deep all day. They're checking with the or with the coach where they want this next uh, penalty to be enforced at. We'll find out here from John Adams, our lead referee. Result of the play was a touchdown. After the play was over, unsportsmanlike conduct, offense number 20. That 15-yard penalty will be enforced on the try. The try will be from the 18-yard line. Boy, I'm really surprised they were. Unsportsmanlike on number 20. It's a nine-point game. Why would you? Why would you do it on the kick? Because even if he misses, it's still a two-possession ball game. Wouldn't you want the field position on the kickoff? So this will be like a 35-yard field goal for Manny Aguilar. Good step, good hold. There's the extra point, and it is perfect. Wow, I am surprised at that. Yeah, I would think you'd take the yardage and try to get – you've been pinned deep all day and a chance to get better field position. Tigers aren't going to argue. 24-14, their lead is back to 10. Here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Nope, hang on, they're not going to take the media timeout. We'll keep it right here. Boy, Manny Aguilar is getting really frustrated. He got ran into again after that kick, and he had a little something to say to the Missouri, Central Missouri side. timeout. There you go. Yeah. So we do have a timeout. We'll take the break. 12.57 to go here in the third. Tigers up by 10 on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Seven plays. Well, they say 38 yards. Tigers start at the 47, so that can't be right. We'll try to get it. I have it for seven plays, 53 yards. And the touchdown run of nine yards from Adrian Soto. And again, they got called for unsportsmanlike. The Mules opted to take the penalty on the extra point try. And so now they'll kick off from the 35 with the wind at their back, and the kick is going to go out of the back of the end zone. Boy, the Mules have not had good field position. Kind of question that. Taking the penalty yardage on the extra point, but I guess Central will start at their own 25, which is going to be their third, fourth best starting field position today. Well, the last two touchdowns. Not better than the 33. Last two touchdowns, four-day state has scored. They set up because of the deep punt pinned inside the five, getting the quick three and out. But that last offensive series was set up by the offensive line by Fort Hayes State. First and 10, Mules. Now remember, the last time the Tigers scored, the Mules had a quick drive and came right back to answer to cut it back to three. Shotgun for Casey. Fakes a pass to the left. He flips a shovel pass to Jackson, who gets ankle tackled by Ty Cooper. He's had a big game. That was a one-on-one tackle in open space, and he makes the ankle tackle the 26 for a one-yard gain. That was similar to the Tigers' touchdown play. They faked a pass to the right, and then the quarterback rolled left and then had a late shovel pass. However, he had to pitch it high because of the defense, and it blew it up. Yeah, Justin Wiltfong was the one that kind of messed that up in the backfield. Second down and nine. Mules from their own 26. Three receivers right side. They set up a screen for Arkell Smith. Breaks out of a tackle, but there are four Tigers to blow him back for a short gain of only two. It was Ty Cooper to lead that charge. Boy, he's been everywhere today. Gain of two, third down and Seven. Alden Nedler is probably not going to get credit for the tackle, but he smoked the wide receiver who was supposed to block him. And so he just takes the wide receiver completely out of the play, and it lets Ty Cooper roll up in there and make the tackle. Third down and seven from the 28-yard line for Central Missouri. They trail the Tigers by 10 here in the fourth quarter with 11.48 to go. Case back to throw. It's going to be caught by Smith. Breaks out of an Ortega tackle. Breaks out of another and then gets hit hard from Octavius Bowie, the defensive lineman who runs him down from behind, but not before picking up 14 to the 42 and a first down just the 
third third down conversion today for Central Missouri. The missed tackle probably would have resulted in a first down anyway, but how about Octavius Bowie at 6'3", 295. He's the dude running him down from behind. Talk like about effort today. Like a freight train. You're seeing this better today than any game this year. There's a little hitch pass over in the flat to Germanian Cole, but we've got about four, maybe five over by the far numbers. Tigers had some good pursuit. Alden Medler was there. Ty Cooper there as well at the 46-yard line, a four-yard gain. A lot of quick passes here in the second half for the Mules. They have second down at six. I go back to something that uh, that John said in the pregame. Guys that are going to be able to step up and say, this is my opportunity. And Alden Nedler and Jack Heilman are guys who are going back and forth series to series and both doing well. Nedler in there now along with... Williams back to pass case steps up in the pocket now being flushed to his left He's going to run and gets pushed out of bounds by Daniel Howard Ushered out of bounds near the first down marker where they're gonna say his momentum up They're gonna say the 49 apparently is where he stepped out. So he only picks up three And now it's third down and three about three and a half for a team that's 33% on third downs today They're right about that at three for ten on this afternoon including converting on one on this drive. They need really three full yards. They're at their own 49. They need to get into the Tiger 48. 10-20 to go in the game. 24-14 Fort Hayes State trying to end a six-game home field losing streak. Three receivers bunched up near side. There's a shovel pass to Arkell Smith, and he's going to have a first down. Nedler was pursuing, and then his feet went out from under him, and Smith just got enough for the first down by a yard down to the Tiger 47-yard line. That was the exact play that Fort Hay State scored their touchdown on, and the quarterback, Case, bobbled it. He almost didn't get the shovel pass off in time, but Fort Hay State defense is making uh, Central Missouri take three plays to get first downs. Fort Hay State football brought to you by Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Adams Brown, strategic allies, and CPAs. 24-14 Tigers. 9.40 to go in the ball game. Three receivers split here to the near side. They were late in getting one of the tight ends off. That was Price Morgan. First and 10 mules inside Tiger territory. They fake a screen to the right. Case to throw. Now he'll go to the right side. Catches made by Cole. He breaks a tackle, then gets hit high and taken down near the first down marker at the Tiger 38-yard line. Mikel Williams was there, could not make the open field tackle, and the mules are going to be about a yard short down to the 38-yard line of Fort A. State. That's about the first time I think we've said this season that Mikel Williams yeah. missed a tackle, and he just simply was in hot pursuit. He thought he was going to get a big crack on a wide receiver that was up in the air. Just ran by, by him. Second down and one for the Mules inside Tiger territory. There's Haynes in motion from right to left. Back to pass is Case. Plenty of time. Now he's going to roll to his left. A little bit of pursuit. Throws it late, and he throws it away. Late pressure thrown in there by Jason Wallace, the transfer from Fullerton College in California. Got just enough pressure late to force Case to throw it away, but Case had all sorts of time in that pocket. Tigers have been, third and one. Tigers have been going most of the way on this drive without Jeremiah Jackson Trotter. He's had a big game, but he's also had a game where he's been kind of knocked out on the sideline a little bit. He got pounced on by an offensive lineman, so maybe just time to give him a breather on a hot day. Third down and one. The Mules from the Tiger 38. Fort A. State 24. Central Missouri 14 with 8.47 to go in the game. Two receivers bunched near the line of scrimmage on either side of the formation. 
They're going to play action. Rolling left is Case. Steps up, throws. It's behind Arkell Smith. It incomplete. Artega was there. Ty Cooper was there, but that was not a good pass. It was behind the intended target, and now it's fourth and one, and the Mules are more than likely going to go for it, down by ten. Judson Wiltfong is the one that chased the quarterback and didn't give up on pursuit, and then I didn't catch which linebacker it was. He got the tight end that was coming out of the side to be able to give that little short pass is the play they scored the touchdown on earlier but the Tigers read it this time fourth down and one the Mules this year five for 16 on fourth down Tigers by 10 play action nope they hand it off to Jackson he's hit I don't know if he's gonna get it it is really really close he tried to run around the left end and Forte State pursued it well Alton Nedler torpedoed him and I don't think they got it. Here comes the defense. Fort A. State gets a fourth down stop. Alden Nedler from Dodge City with a big time tackle short of the line to gain. Fort A. State a stop on fourth down. Where that far side official was running in, you knew it right away that it was going to be well short, but then you also you get both officials to make sure you know what's going to be going on, and that was a big series by the defensive line because Jason Wallace got a good push into the backfield, and it forced that running back to kind of reroute and head to the far, a little further outside, giving Alden Nedler time to get down the field. 24-14 Tigers, 8.36 to go, and now they've got a chance to really put a big dent into this game. Two receivers near, Kreitzer and Ramsey. They run a swing pass to Soto, trying to break out of a couple of tackles. There's a flag thrown, and I think Ramsey's got to be called for a hold on yeah. a gain of only one, and now it's going to be first and 20. Yeah, and, and, you, and it's one of those you feel for Ramsey a little bit because if he doesn't hold, and it's not like he was trying to, yeah. it's a loss of probably five on the run or on the pass play so you're, you're trying to position yourself not to pick up Offense, a penalty number six 10 yard penalty from the previous spot replay first down and i'll throw this out here too when is the last time that manny ramsey's been penalized <laughs> I, I can't remember it's not like that we call his name out a lot about messing up but Forte state little adversity on this first play of this series got to make sure that they get themselves back into position to keep this clock rolling Tigers in Emporia next Saturday to take on the Hornets. And, boy, they're having a good year. They're trailing, though, at halftime, 14-10 at Missouri Southern. Been an interesting day today. Southern leads 14-10. Western on top of Pitt, 10-7 at halftime. Northwest leads Northeastern, 27-3. Scoreboard update brought to you by Mapes and Miller CPAs. Offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. First and 20 now for the Tigers. Dawson under pressure. He's going to run. He's at the 30. Far numbers 40 and slides. He had some room. He also saw a linebacker bearing down on him. And he slides. They're going to say the 42-yard line is where he started his slide. So he gets a good gain of about 14 yards at second down and six. I mean, essentially, you gained four yards on first down because yeah. of the penalty earlier, but you made up those yardage. So if you net positive after a penalty on first down, you're doing pretty good. A good way to look at that. Second down and six. Tigers from their own 42. They lead the Mules 24-14 with 7.39 to go in the game. Soto has gone the way except for one play when he had to come out because his helmet was jarred loose. He's going to get the carry up the middle. Not a lot of room. And, boy, going up the middle has not been a 
great adventure today for Fort A State. No gain. Now it's third down and six. Yeah, and that's because the defensive line is is pretty good for uh, Central Missouri on the run game. Weston King, that nose guard, is six two two eighty six, and then Ryan Jones is six foot two seventy four, and uh, out of London, England. You've got a 6'3", 275-pound defensive end. That's a lot of human to move when you're trying to run up the middle. Tigers 2 of 11 on third down. They need six right here from their own 42-yard line, leading the Mules by 10. Dawson across the middle, caught by Ramsey, breaks out of two tackles. He's got a first down to the Mule, 43. What a throw by Dawson with two defenders. He had a small window, and he fired a bullet and a first down for four-day State. Tigers have converted on their last two first downs and in the second half are three for six on third down after the first half being 0 for six. Manny Ramsey, I think that's just his second catch of the day. He's getting closer to moving up on the all-time receptions chart, chasing Hall of Famer Lance Schwent. Well, what a pass by Dawson. That was a small window and he put it right through it. First and 10, Tigers down to the mule, 43, leading by 10, now 6.15 to go in the game. Crutchfield and Brown here to the near side. They hand it off to Soto, sweeps to the right, and then gets stood up for a short gain of one to about the 42-yard line. You heard the sideline counting down the play clock. Travis DeGrate, who was injured in the first half, back in to make that tackle for Central Missouri. Riley Setlick with a pancake block. Riley has been listed as the right guard. He's been going at left guard some here in the second half, but he pulled around from that left side to right side and just demolished the guy who's supposed to make the tackle. Started at right guard today, but left guard has been his main position all year long. I think he's back at right guard for this possession. Pat Kelly still in there for Fort A State. Ted Hessing is in for this play. They hand it off to Adrian Soto, and Soto tries to run it up the middle, and not a whole lot there. That was uh, Riley Setlick, excuse me, pulling on that play. That was Riley Setlick. And the Tigers get about a yard or two. Now brings up third down and eight. Brought down by Kale Miller for Central Missouri at the 41. Now Fort Hayes kind of getting out of what got them into this yep. position, being up 24-14. You're really attacking the defense. You're up 10, and I understand wanting to keep the clock rolling and making sure that you don't turn over the football. You have an opportunity to put this thing away, and two runs up the middle is pretty tough sledding. Tigers tried for a second third down conversion on this drive. They had two all day prior to that. They need eight. Third down and eight from the 41. And Dawson's going to run. He's at the 35. He's got a first down to the 30-yard line. He did not slide. He was getting ready to. Instead, kept maneuvering all the way down to the 30. He picks up 11. And Fort A. State continues to drive. Isaiah Bello, the tackle for Central Missouri. But that's a first down. And now the fourth, fourth, third down conversion of the day for Fort A. State. Two on this drive. That's an IQ run because Jack saw that they had dropped eight. There's only three rushing. He looked to the sideline and he saw where that first down marker was. Because you're right, he was going a slide, looked over and saw he needed a few more yards. Crutchfield and Brown, wide receivers left. Manny Ramsey by himself to the right. Handoff Soto, stretches it to the left, spins out of a tackle, gets about two, maybe three, down to the 26, I think they'll say the 27-yard line. And now to Central Missouri call a timeout? They do. With 3.54 to go in the game, Lane West the tackle. The Mules will have two timeouts left. Tigers by 10 trying to milk this clock. Guys, we Central Missouri, their first of the half. 
Please reset the game clock to three minutes, 58 seconds. 3.58. We'll get your thought in a minute. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State football. Fort A. State leads 24-14, 3.58 to go here in the ballgame. Guys, we've talked a lot about attitude in this game and throughout the, the season, and it seems like the attitude and the way that Tigers are attacking is better today, but this next 358 is going to go a long ways in how they move forward from this game and if they can put this game away by keeping the ball in their hands. Fourth quarter brought to you by Ghost Energy Drinks. Feel good energy drinks with no sugar, no artificial colors, and no BS. Enjoy a Ghost Energy Drink today. I don't want to overstate what this game is today, but it there's almost like a resurgence today. There's almost like a freshness about this team in today's ballgame. For second down and seven, Fort A State from the 26th of Central Missouri. And I don't mean freshness by freshmen that are on the game, no. uh, with the field, but there are several of There's them. There's a lot of them today, yep. Crutchfield wide receiver left. Ramsey and Brown to the right. Here comes the Central Missouri blitz. They hand it off to Soto, and he runs right into it. They're going to bring him down. The mules were blitzing. Tigers tried to run right, and Soto is wrapped up for a yard loss. Back of the 28-yard line, Zion Perry leads the charge for the mules, and now it's third down and eight once again. They converted last time, and remember, coming into this possession, Fort A. State had two third-down conversions. They were two for 11. They're two for two on this drive, and now trying to pick up eight here once again. Third down and eight for the Mule 28. Tigers up 24-14, down to 3.38 to go in a game. Three receivers all to the left. Tight end right side. Dawson takes the snap. There's the rush. He gets it to Clayton Cure, who gets his ankles taken out from under him on a good open field tackle by Central Missouri's John, or it's a K.J. Walker. K.J. Walker with a great open field tackle. If he doesn't make it, it's a first down. Now it's fourth down and three at the Mule 23. Tigers look like they're going to go for it. I was going to say decision time here for Fort Hayes State because – a field goal makes it a 13-point ball game. And I know that's not two full possessions, but you make them get touchdowns instead of a touchdown and a field goal. I think Fort A. State's just going to milk yep. it down here, take a timeout themselves, and talk about it. Well, that was a good open field tackle because yeah. it was one-on-one -on -one with the tight end. He went low and really late and had no chance to elude that tackle. And yet Fort A. State will call one of their three timeouts with 2.44. Fort A. State, their first of the half. To go in the game. Let's update you on some of the scores today. Carney up big over Lincoln at halftime, 42-7. Missouri Southern leads Emporia State, 14-10, just underway in the third. Central Missouri, Northwest Missouri State at halftime on top of Northeastern State, 27-3. And it's halftime in Pittsburgh. Missouri Western 10, number five Pittsburgh State 7, and they're in the fourth quarter 30-3. Washburn on top of Central Oklahoma. A little over 10 minutes to go on that one. Here it's 24-14, Tigers 2.44 to go. It looks like Fort A. State's going to line up for a field goal. Manny Aguilar's already out there starting to get loose a little bit. The, uh, the Central Missouri uh, Mules on the last few plays have had a few things to say to the Tigers' sideline, and then also to Manny Ramsey. Manny's been around a while. Manny's played a few football games in the MIAA, and as he's walking off during the timeout, somebody said something to him, and he looked back, and he just pointed at the scoreboard. 
And then the same kid said something, and Manny again just points up at the scoreboard. Manny knows he doesn't have to say anything anymore, and he had the best response of the day. This will be a 40-yard field goal attempt from Manny Aguilar, who kicked one earlier today from 22. So this will be on the near left hash. Hold down. There's the kick. It's got plenty of leg, and he splits the uprights. Manny Aguilar with a 40-yard field goal, and Fort A. State now leads 27-14 with 2.39 to go in the game. We will take a break. Back in a minute on the Tigers Sports Network, built by PWC. Now 2.39 remaining in the game, and Fort A. State leads 27-14 over Central Missouri. What a find Manny Aguilar is out of Dodge City. His one year at the Red Demons got him here. He was at Cimarron prior to that, and if uh, Manny had played at Dodge City maybe for four years, I don't know if anybody in Division II football would have touched him. What a weapon to have on your team, and we've seen over the years how big a field goal kicker is, but in a situation exactly like this, you don't have to risk going for it on fourth down. Well, we've been seeing so many good kickers for de for over a decade in four-day state. Parker Jenke's kickoff with the wind at his back goes out of the back of the end zone, and... Four-day State or Central Missouri is going to have the ball at the 25-yard line. Again, Four-day State has won the field position battle. The best starting field position all day for Central Missouri, their own 33. I think John's been privy to some of this uh, jawing back and forth between the two teams today. Yeah, it's been going on all day. It's been interesting. I saw Pat Kelly have a talk with the official during that last time out, too. There was some stuff that's happened afterwards. I'm not saying that Central Missouri is doing some extra stuff, but it's not been the nicest. First <laughs> <laughs> Only you, Jay-Z. Empty backfield for Case. His pass is high and incomplete and broken up by Blake Davis. Trying to go to Arkell Smith, who has their only touchdown today. It goes incomplete, and it's second down and 10. Now the, the case that Blake Davis is making, that he should be strongly considered as a starter next year, continues to improve. Four days stay without their two normal starters, Travion Mitchell and Devin White. White with a knee injury. Travion's... He hurt his hamstring in the scrimmage before the start of the year, and it's been bothering him really all season long. Second down and 10. Case to throw. A slant pattern caught by Tweehouse, and then taken down to the 29-yard line by by uh, the defensive end, Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, along with David Ortega. Ortega is the one that he's chopped his feet. You know how many coaches over all the years of football have yelled at their secondary guys and linebackers to chop your feet and make the tackle? Thank you, David Ortega. <laughs> Garden City product, another Western Athletic Conference kid. Third down and five. Case rolling near side, being chased, throws it back, and it's going to be a first down. Threw it across his body. It's caught by Bo Reeves. Yeah. There is a flag in the backfield, and Jeremiah Jackson Trotter is slow to get up. This may be coming back. Yeah, Dan Sutter, just unprovoked, yep. just smokes Jackson Trotter 15 yards behind the play. Uh, that that is as borderline dirty as you're going to get. Should have had one before halftime in in line play today. That's the big penalty that takes away a first down. Man, that is. Officials are discussing. Yeah, guys, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Miles Minch has got one too, just a little bit ago. Long discussion by the officials. I think we're maybe where to mark it from. It was a first down to the 36 on a good pass by mile. unnecessary roughness. Number 66 of the offense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay, third down. So that takes away a first down. That's just a 
And the Mules are two and five, but those are that's just that's a terrible penalty. Instead of a first down to the 36, they're back to their own 15-yard line. That ends up being a 26-yard penalty yep. in a sense, really. That is by a two-time All MIAA team member, second yep. team and third team. Forty State with four down linemen, third down and 20 now from the. 10-yard line. They set up a screen to Arkell Smith. Brandt breaks it up. He slews it up, and then Menches and Nedler and Help with more come in. I think it was Darville to break up the play, but it was Brandt who busted the wedge on the screen and allowed his teammates to come in and hold that to a two-yard game. And that type of physical play after one of your teammates takes a cheap shot is how you respond as a team in Fort Hay State did it on that particular one. Most physical Fort A State has played this year, and it's By not far. even close. By far. Two receivers left, one right. This is the type of game Chris Brown's been waiting for all year. Can they close the deal? Up 27-14 with a little over a minute to go. Case to throw. He's got a man wide open. It's his running back. Jackson has got a first down. Still up the top far sideline. He's got it all the way up to the 40 four-yard line and a first down for Central Missouri. That's a 27-yard completion. He was the release man, Blake Davis, the tackle. He was the release man out of the backfield and gets it all the way up to the 44. Man, how is that possible? Man. By the way, Alden Nedler comes out, and he is shaking out his right arm. So Heilman back in there. Case back to throw. Plenty of time in the pocket. Floats it over here to the near flat to Jackson, and Ortega ushers him out of bounds right at midfield for a gain of six. Look, Ortega has to make form tackles. He's 5'8", 170, and the last I checked in the MIAA, that is not very big. And he's doing such a good job of, of chopping his feet, getting in position, and making the tackle. Quite frankly, Davis probably having his best game of the year. Tiger secondary has come to play today. They're maligned. They've got their three starters, safety and corners out today, but playing well. Play action for Case. Under pressure. Dances in the pocket. Gets rid of it late. Arkell Smith the catch. Then fumbles it, but the ground caused the fumble at the 40-yard line, and it's a first down of gain of 10. The Case for MIAA honors for Mikel Williams continues. He was involved on that tackle. 10 unofficially before that play. He is all over the field. Remember, he saved a touchdown earlier in the game. McWilliams had nine tackles and an interception a week ago. Back to pass his case. Pocket crumbling. He's got room to run. He's at the 40. Angles out of bounds. He's only going to get two yards as he stops the clock with only 21 seconds to play. He could have run for more, but he just beelined to the sideline. Judson Wiltfong in hot pursuit. The de defense, is going to, defense is going to salt this game away by just keeping everything in front of them. And something they have done today better than any day this year is just keeping the play in front. You know how many times over the years we use the phrase bend but do not break? Well, that's what Fort Hay State has done today. The market at the 38, second down and eight for the Mules, but only 21 seconds remaining. Fort Hay State leading 27-14. Swing pass on the left to Jackson. Breaks a couple of tackles, stumbles through another. He's got a first down at the 23, but there's only 14 seconds to go. Now the defense obviously wants to keep him out of the end zone. Fort Hay State, though, leading 27-14. 13 seconds to go, and it looks like they're going to get a win here today as the Mules burn their second timeout. This was much needed. And and I say that not just in the way that Fort Hay State is is they're, they're going to win. They're going to win in this game. They're second of the half. Please reset the game clock to 14 seconds. 
but it's just not the fact that they're that they are going to win the game. It's in the way that Fort Hay State won the game. They won it in a very tiger-like way. They are the most. They were the physical team today. They played for the most part mistake-free football. This was a much-needed win, but also in the way they did it. And you have to like. I mean, they they made a. I mean, that was a message-sending decision to start a bunch of young guys up front, and they have answered the call. Others on defense playing because of injury, they have answered the call today. And you gotta like how this team just approached it. And one and six, I mean, it's easy to quit and just be done. And maybe some have, but the guys they put on the field today certainly didn't. And uh, they're just 14 seconds away from being rewarded with a victory today. There are there seven guys today on defense that have five or more tackles? I was just thinking, naming a player of the game is going to be, you look at Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, you look at Mikel Williams, Ty Cooper, Sam Brandt, up and down the line, all made key plays throughout the game. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, three tackles for loss, two of those safeties. He caused 16 yards lost by Central Missouri today. Oh, Jack Dawson had a pretty good day today, too. <laughs> Three receivers left, a right to the left here for first and 10 with 14 seconds to go. They throw to the end zone. It's incomplete. Tried to go to Arkell Smith. There were three Tigers there, Cooper, Grant, and Ortega, and it goes incomplete, and it brings up second down with nine seconds to go. Tigers going to win it. They're up 27-14. Well, it was a sparse crowd today, but those that were here and those that stuck around, Got a glimpse of yep. the future for Fort Hay State. Got to like what they see. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter comes out. Three down linemen now for the Tigers. They bring in, a, in an extra linebacker. Nedler in there along with Brandt and Williams. Second down and 10. They run a little hitch pass here to the left. Great one-handed catch by Jackson. He breaks a tackle that runs out of bounds at the 16-yard line with two seconds to go, picking up six and bringing up third down and four. And this will be the final play of the game. I didn't think I would ever say that Central Missouri was in a building process, but but they certainly are. And they're going to have to figure some things out over the next couple of years. New coach in Lamberson, yep. and yep. it's going to take a while, but they've got resources and a great location there in Warrensburg. Final play of the game. Case under pressure, being chased to his right. He steps up, breaks out of a tackle, and gets hit as he throws, and it's going to be almost intercepted, batted down in the end zone, and the ball game is over. Batted away by Kobe Rome, and that is the end of the game. Four-day State wins it 27-14 to as they end a six-game home losing streak and a four-game overall losing streak, beating the Mules today at Lewis Field. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter was shaken up on that last play. He's been banged up a lot today. They're going to attend to him as the team's Shake hands at midfield, but Fort A State, a much-needed victory here today. Coach, congratulations on the victory. Got to feel good to win without a doubt, but in the way that your kids played today in the victory. Uh, I'm very proud of them. I thought we played really, really hard today. Um, some young kids really stepped in and did a great job for us. Um, I thought Jack did well. I thought Ethan did well. I thought defensively our guys did really well, except for getting a couple few big plays. And you know, other than that, you know, 
our guys just played hard. They played more physical than what we have in the past. And, you know, some great things happened. Even our punter and our kicker, I mean, they did some good things. You know, Ethan being able to pin them inside the, the 10 a couple times. And then, you know, Manny making those field goals and extra points. So it, it was pretty good across the board. There's still some things we got to work on. But I'm proud of these kids and the way they stepped up today and performed. Field position played a big role in the game of being able to pin them deep, but then also the defense getting off the field quickly so that the offense gets the good field position. It is, and that's the game you're always trying to play. And that was the thing I told them, you know, right before we went out is, you know, offense helps defense, defense help offense, and special teams help everybody. And that's the field position game. And, you know, the more we help each other, uh, the better off we're going to be. And, you know, our kids did that. You know, we played for each other today. Um, and I, I told them, I was like, you know, this isn't about you, but it really is. Um, how you play, you know, affects this team and, and how things are going to go. And I really thought our kids stepped up today and, and played hard for the most part. And but we still got to continue to get better. Um, Central's a good game, but we got a tough one next week as well. So we just got to get ourselves prepared and ready and enjoy this win and remember how this feels because it feels really good. <laughs> Four different offensive linemen making the start today. And some of them have seen time and even a couple of them had made a start here or there. But they went the distance today and it took them a little bit to settle in. But once they did, they, they had a pretty good day. They did. I mean, young kids. I mean, you're looking at a couple of true freshmen, a redshirt freshman, a sophomore, and then, you know, Pat at left tackle. You know what I mean? And it's just we got to give those kids an opportunity to, to see what they could do and what they could prove. And I thought really once they settled down and kind of got the speed of the game under their belts and understanding the strength of D linemen, and they, they did a good job. I mean, we, we rushed for quite a few yards today, uh, which was good to see. And but it's just those guys strapping down, getting after it. I mean, those young guys were in, in, the, in the film room constantly this week trying to get better and you can see that on the field today. Sam Brandt is a guy who had a big game, had a big interception in the first half, but this is a kid that's kind of stepped his way from special teams specialist into now a role and, and some of that's because of injuries, but he's taken advantage of it. He has taken you know total advantage of it. I mean he's a great kid. He's a very good football player. Um, sees things very well, makes some good plays. Uh, just as you know me being an old defensive coach, I'd like to see him get his hands on receivers a little bit more, you know, run through those some of those tackles. And I thought this, that's the one thing I, we lacked today was we didn't really run through the tackles. We we're trying to dive and, and didn't take some good angles here and there. But just him running through the tackle, being physical through it. But, you know, Sam's a great kid, um, great in the classroom as well, um, great teammate, um, worked his butt off continuously, you know, in the weight room and in practice. And it shows once you get out there, he feels confident. He's playing hard. He's playing physical. You put the work in, good things will happen. This is one of the games that it seemed like your team, for the most part, took advantage of the big opportunities in the game, the big situations. For the most part, your team is the one that won those moments. Yeah, finally. And that's what we've been waiting for, you know, this entire year. And I thought we did take advantage of some opportunities to, to put some points on the board as well and, uh, you know, give our, put ourselves in situations to win this ball game. And, you know, every play is an opportunity, whether it's, it's big or, 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 or good for you. And, uh, you know, we just... We took advantage of it. You know, we had got some good sacks, some good pressure on the quarterbacks, got some good turnovers as well. And, uh, you know, I thought our kids played pretty well and took advantage of every opportunity they gave us. How do you build off of this into next week? Because obviously, just like a loss, a win is a one-week thing. Uh, probably a little tougher on them this week, you know, just to kind of keep them back down to earth. And, you know, yes, this was a good win for us. And, yes, I thought we played hard, but there's still a lot of things that we got to work on and get better, um, be coachable. Um, don't think what we're te telling you is suggestions and, and, and run with it. And, and trust in our coaching staff and what we're trying to do for you. And you know, we're trying to make you better football players, better men. And, you know, and, and that's our ultimate goal. And if we can do those two things, well, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased. And one of the big things, too, is your team getting turnovers and not turning over the football. Finally, you know, we've been waiting <laughs> on that. And that's, that's always kind of a big part 
whatever. You know, you don't turn the ball over and you get a few turnovers. Usually you win ball games. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. But tonight, you know, it works in our advantage. And I'm proud of our guys for getting some turnovers and us, you know, capitalizing on those things. Each of the losses you and I sit here and talk about on the air about the adversity and the team not responding well to it. And today they did. They did. You know, when we went up, you know, to know I was a little bit nervous again with, with the situation and how our kids are going to react to that. Are we going to relax a little bit and, and make this a battle, which we did at first. But then we came out, you know, in the second half, moved the ball, probably didn't score, but we, you know, we left moved the ball and able to change some field position. And defense took over and made some good plays as well. So, you know, they, they did the things they needed to do to win today, but there's still a lot of things we've got to work on and correct and, uh, and fix. And uh, if we can do those things, you know, it could be a pretty good team. Coach, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Now with Sam Brantz as safety for the Tigers, and congratulations on the victory. Talk about how it feels to, to get a win. It was it was huge. It feels great. We've worked so hard this season, and we just had a great week of practice, and I feel like we came out and executed today. Talk a little bit about how you've kind of changed your game now because you were, you were a special teams guy, and you were making a lot of plays on special teams. Felt like you were all the time on a special teams play, and now you're starting and, and being relied on to be a defensive guy too. How has your game changed a little bit, and how have you been able to kind of morph that into defense? Well, I just uh, – we had some guys get hurt. We've had – we've went through some tough injuries, and so uh, my number was called on, and I just stepped up and studied a lot of film and just got a lot of love from the guys who were ahead of me, and they were encouraging me and lifting me up and giving me pointers and stuff. And uh, just go out there and got to have fun sometimes. Is it easier – to bring that extra kind of emotion on special teams where maybe you know you're going to run down and, and make the play and then you got to come off the field, whereas defense you got to kind of, okay, you know, maybe pace yourself a little bit or how do you approach it? Uh, yes, it's definitely it's definitely different because, you know, on that special teams you got that 100% just full go. And on defense, you know, you kind of got to – you just got to do your job and wait for the plays to come to you. I feel like our defense did a great job of that today. It's just we did our job, and when it was our turn to make a play, we made the play. You talk about the guys picking you up. You had that interception. Come over the sideline, you get a, a couple of the veterans meet you, but then the red shirt guys, the guys in pink today just mauled you. What was that like? It, it seemed like the, all day on the sideline it was kind of like that. Oh, it was awesome. I love those red shirt guys. They are really into it. We got a really good group of young guys coming up, and they're really passionate, and it was just awesome to be lifted up by them after the pick. And I wonder, too, I mean, you're, you're one of those guys. I mean, you're a young guy, too. This is uh, over the last, you know, four games, Coach Brown's talked about it. This is the opportunity for those young guys to kind of make a name for yourselves. Do you feel like that this is a group that you're kind of building the foundation and, and ready to finish strong and come out next year with a big start? Uh, yes, sir. I think our, our young group of guys is great, and we work together really hard and just kind of spend a lot of time together. And so I'm really, really looking forward to the future. Awesome. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you very much. We're here with quarterback Jack Dawson. And Jack, congratulations on the victory, ending a uh, five-game losing streak. I'm sure that uh, feels nice to get that victory. Yes, sir. We're really excited to get that get that win out of the way. You know, hopefully we uh, keep it rolling and um, you know finish out strong on the season. What you see from your group that allowed you at times to to move the ball with a, a lot of success? You know, when everybody does their job on the field, you know, 11 guys for 11 guys. You know, there's not a lot of teams that are going to be able to stop us, but you know. With the mishaps, with the turnovers in the, few, in the previous games, you know, it, it's hard to come back from those things when you're starting 14, 21 down. Um, so I think staying ahead of the chains today, 
and um, you know just making the plays when we needed to make them. I think that really um, separated ourselves from the previous games. How about that offensive line? It's a young group. It's a, a new group. A handful of them got a chance to start and played the whole way. What'd you think? How do you think they played? I think they did a great job. You know, it's never easy to come in my double A. You know, as a with two true freshmen out there, two redshirt freshmen, and then you know, a redshirt senior, but um, it's never easy to go come out here and, and, and run the ball in my double A ever, no matter, you know, who you're playing. And, you know, I think they did a really, really good job of, you know, just trusting Coach Bryant, you know, coach, trusting the, the play call and, um, you know, just doing their job and in turn, you know, Soto's going to run the ball really well behind him. You break down your a couple of long runs. The one you get uh, tracked down almost took it the whole way and then uh, another big one that moved the sticks. Just walk us through a couple of those opportunities. You know, we knew that they were um, – going to be dropping dropping into coverage dropping into zones um so you know i had to take take what they gave me um you know i saw that they were dropping off so i just kind of saw lane took it and you know had some good blocks downfield and i was able to you know turn a simple run into a pretty big play seemed like you had a good connection with dawson brown tonight or this afternoon what was able to get him going you know he's he's a really shifty guy um you know and it, this is his first year on the team so we're still trying to figure out what's the best place for him for him to be at um how to get him the ball more just because we know he's a playmaker. Um, so, you know, I think he kind of, you know, showed us what he could do today. And, you know, hopefully um, in the future games he'll be, he'll be able to do it again. Awesome. Thanks. Congratulations on the win. Thank you.